This show may contain naughty language and explicit content. You have been warned. Welcome to Facehammer, an Age of Sigmar podcast. Bringing you product reviews, news from the UK tournament scene, as well as some pro hobby tips. So stay tuned and get ready for some hammer to your face. Welcome to Face Hammer Christmas special. So Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> Welcome. Merry I'm not Christmas. staying in the dark, but my lights aren't very bright, so I need. I needed yeah. to try and do them justice because, yeah, now they don't look like they're on. So there's some cute bumblebees up there that are lit up. We just can't yeah, spo- spoiler, we're not actually recording this on Christmas. So our f- fake Christmas cheer, <laughs> you know, tell us how we get on. Like, yeah, you know, yeah sure. But Les is going to be drunk. Les is, <laughs> Les is drinking. And Les is yeah, we'll drink drunk him. until the 26th. So um, it yeah. started now. Got myself a Long Island iced tea. So um, I just thought that's that's Winter Jack. For people who tuned in for AOS content, we're sorry. Um, <laughs> this is we're going back. Um, we're going back to four years ago when we didn't do any AOS content. We're going. Right? We're, we're going old fashioned shit. with an old fashioned. Old fashioned. Old fashioned. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. we just thought we would talk about stuff, Warhammer, other things, hobby things, yeah. hang out, yeah. um, and just 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 chat shit. Really. Um, so, By the end of this episode, Russ is going to be collecting a Slanash Slaves to Darkness oh, army. Oh, don't fact. Like, Fact. That's that's the agenda of this. He doesn't know, but the reason we're recording this episode, the reason we're recording this episode, get those balls out your face. You're not so nice. Not even balls. Balls. The reason we are recording this episode is so that we can convince Russ that he needs that army specifically. So, if you think Russ should start that army, which you do a fantastic job of, then just leave a comment below and tell him. Just, you know, it, it helps. Just, don't just compliment help. me halfway through. Like I'm gonna like. Oh, Carl, ego. Carl Breakspear. Carl Breakspear will simp up to his house and um and give, <laughs> give him a, <laughs> give him a box. Mate, that's a I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna simp an Element Games box to your house right now. <laughs> yeah, hey, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. so only get sure it you only get it back in three months. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, in all Fair. seriousness, um, yeah. So I thought we'd talk a little bit. I mean, obviously, we we've done the advent shows, um, so that was a bit of a, a bit bit of a, a learning experience doing a video a day. But um, thankfully, we we got there. I've still got videos to edit. Yeah, at this time, we've <laughs> yeah, still yeah, got this, to do. This point. Work is yeah, not over, so but we're going to pretend job, like it's all done. So if in the next few days there are a couple of days missed, it's Les's fault. Just saying. Yeah, we go for me. Well, Apple Jacks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a team. It's a team failure. Team failure. Mm -hmm. That's not our name. That's not our new tagline. Hashtag team failure. Uh, (laughs) So um, Uh, where are we going to start this unstructured whatever thing? So it's not particularly new releases to talk about or anything like that. We're just going to talk about what you're excited for, what you've enjoyed in the year, what a do people have a, a, a particular thing they want to jump in on? Um, no, I mean I think we can cover all those things, but I think we had yeah, we had yeah. some suggestions on our Discord for the Advent shows, and we got to Let's most of there, them. Then. Um, some of the stuff we didn't get to, um, we are we going to ad hoc these? We're going to like go like we're going to like just go off piste and just do them on the fly. Yep, amazing. Cool. So with alcohol involved, yeah, that's that's what could go wrong. Yeah. Um, so hopefully okay. you're watching this on Christmas Day and you're 
having fun or if you're unable Drinking to see us. your family then hopefully this is enough of a distraction to 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 be like the car crash of when you are with your family and dreams <laughs> and get decide that actually you, you you don't miss it that much and actually you can enjoy it being well, on your own it's just a joke by the way. yeah i'm just talking about my personal experience anyway. so you know it's fine. <laughs> um take a second because like some people aren't going to be with their families no. due to all of this covid madness and stuff, i'm not so. yeah you're not getting my mommy doesn't time. love me anymore because you yeah, obviously, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm unfortunately, I'm, guy. yeah, I know to say that you know, obviously, everyone's having different experiences right now, in all seriousness, and um, wish you all the best. And as part of the yeah, hobby absolutely. fam, can I say fam? Yeah, is, that, is that too, yeah, is that too, that can be like, hobby fam. You, how much have you drunk, Russ? You've only I've not even had like, I've had like two, a bit, two sips, <laughs> Russ is like sympathy <laughs> drunk. I think the problem <laughs> is, I'm using this straw <laughs> and I put all the shots in first in the bottom. Yeah, so yeah. I haven't really stirred it, so it's probably that I've just been drinking pure. It's going to be like quoting Gladiator later on. Russ has oh, only got he's only got three measures in there, but he's just drunk three measures. So yeah. five measures yeah, actually. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a Long Island iced tea. You got five. You said they were half measures. That's... Um, they were meant to all be. the quality <laughs> AOS content again <laughs> that we. So like everyone switched off, and I've like two white people watching the video. <laughs> but you guys, you two that stay and watch. We love you guys. <laughs> we love it. We love both <laughs> of you. Thanks very much. Um, no, I mean, obviously, like, we, we wish everyone the best. And thanks for joining yeah, us. Yeah, stay safe out there, guys. And, yeah, yeah, we yeah. wish you all well. Um, now we've got all that rubbish out of the way. No, just kidding. Um, so, <laughs> um, I think we, we got like a lot of... Captain Controversy yeah. himself <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> Is that? <laughs> no, he's not on the yeah. show. Um, so... I think like we had a lot of questions about lists and tactics and tips and stuff. We've done quite a lot of that. And I think best yeah. places, if you want any of that, is directly asking the Discord and then we might yeah. pick it up later. But one yeah, of the things absolutely. someone put in, which I thought was quite good, I think it's Drew. He said that okay. um, he said about like um, how to be a good opponent. Oh, that's a great topic. Uh, mate, don't ask me. <laughs> so, hey, you've got, you do all right on like, sports. So. If you want sports votes, then you need a silly hat and you need to drink a lot. And buy your opponent take a drink. Uh, take a selfie, James Tinsdale style. Um, no, in all seriousness, um, I think it's probably a good a good thing to talk about. And and like I think someone mentioned it in a sort of roundabout way about they play a regular opponent and there's an army dismiss match. Hmm. And I think maybe it's good to talk about the social contract that is wargaming and why it's not yeah, like yeah. any other hobby. So. Yeah. Should we start with some things that you should just definitely do to be a good human in every game, and then go into the more subjective stuff after that? Like, sure, you guys sure. have—I don't. I've no yeah. no structure at all to this, so you can. Yeah, I'll so, let you. Okay, it, so because so, I can. All right, so I'm going to come at this from two two different perspectives, and hopefully, <laughs> do an all right job of one of them. So, if you are more experienced than your opponent, then I often think there is a like there is a, an obligation there to try and be the most helpful possible normally yeah. but especially if you're more experienced than your opponent you might actually know how to play their army better than them that's thing anyone who's going to a tournament there's a really good chance in your first few games if you are a tournament gamer you're going to be in the the top percentage of people in terms of the proper nerds who really know how warhammer works so yeah if that is your opponent help them out like try and help them leave the game a like happy because they had a nice time and also informed on their next games and then there's kind of a follow-on to that, which is like check in throughout the weekend and see how their games went, have some chats yeah. with them. So I, I think that is one of the most important things you can do. Because I remember my first tournament, I didn't have a clue what was going on with anything. I remember my first game of Age of Sigmar, where Martin Morin literally demoed me the game instead of playing. 
me. I didn't mean he, he let me win or anything. He smashed my teeth in. But he, <laughs> he just treated it like an opportunity for me to leave more educated than I entered. And I massively yeah. appreciated that. So that's an important that is... thing there. Just like how you're doing it, you've got to get to that information. So to go to events regularly, blah, blah, blah. And then if you are more experienced, then do that. And if you're less experienced, then allow your opponent to help you out. Like open that up yeah. before it is even a thing. Hey, dude, pretty new. Um, I uh, think I'm pretty tight on my rules, but like, let me know if there's anything, yeah. anything up. And at the end of the game, if there's anything you would have done differently, do you mind if we have a chat about it? I think they are like yeah. probably two of the most important things to have available to ask you. Yeah, I think when I, whenever I go to a tournament, I generally, if I don't, if I've never played the the opponent before, uh, the first thing I sort of like previs is usually I apologise because I'm quite. When you know me in real life, um, I swear quite a lot, and I'm quite like a potty mouth, and I don't mean. Like it's just, I, I just pre-visit and go, I swear and say a lot of shit. Like it could be offensive. I apologize if that offends you. If it does offend you, I'll try and like monitor my the way I speak. Yeah. Um, but the second follow-up question is I usually just go like, like do you go to many tournaments? Are you like, you know, are you yeah, a regular yeah. tournament goer? And you usually then can sort of judge like the your opponent then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if this is like their first tournament, you then first tournament, first game, you know. You, and then, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, but, it's, but even Great. then though, you, you kind of like just go, right, okay. So you you, you talk them through things like people usually I find um after deployment you'll know as well. If they start off with that and then they deploy like I mean, um, I think you and I, Les, perhaps played Sean Lang in his first event oh, yeah. when he was yeah. absolutely on it and amazing and did really well with a well left field strange ogre army or something like that. Yeah. So like, you're going to find some exceptions, but after deployment or during deployment, you'll probably get to know whether your opponent, because they may be <clears> super <throat> experienced at games but not experienced at tournaments, or they may think they really know what they're doing, and then it, it might turn out that perhaps there's there's some perspective that tournament gaming could give them. So. Yeah, it's, uh, you, you need to sort of like see how, how they get on and don't just sort of like, just sort of get to know the person, I think. Mm -hmm. You're at a table with somebody for the next, you know, depending on the event, two and a half, three hours. Get to know them as a person. I mean, obviously play the game and, you know, make sure that you do things right. I think one of the key things that, you know, that I take away from it is that if that's your first tournament experience, you don't want, the, whilst I want to win every game, like I don't want it to sour my opponent's, like enjoyment of the tournament like the tournament experience and i always try and like I, I try and make sure that they play their rules like if i know a rule that they're not playing i'll tell them even if it's to my detriment just so that they just because it sets the tone then for the like yeah, yeah. the whole thing it's like you forgot to do this like and it's part of your key rules and it's really good if you're, it's brilliant for me if you don't do it i still tell them and be like look you need like this thing that, you forgot to do. He's minus one to yeah. hit. I think, like, I think the first yeah. thing you need to do is crush them. Then, when they're on the floor gibbering, you pick them up and be nice to them and make them feel better because you need to break them down first. That no, I'm kidding. I wish we had a mute. Kidding. Kidding. <laughs> like, just, like, just mute. <laughs> mute me, yeah. yeah, mute me. No, I have the power. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, think, um, I think like uh, communication is the key thing. I mean, like this, this yeah. is a social contract. Now, whether you're at, we're talking about tournaments, but even if you're playing in a garage or down a gaming club, the important yeah. thing is this is how this is kind of the car crash of Age of Sigma at the beginning where they were like, just discuss with your opponent and agree on things. It's like, what is this devilry? <laughs> no, you need to tell us how to have fun. We need the rules. Um, yeah. And I think that like when you're, when you're playing with your friends, someone you don't know, or even that is, is 
a tournament gives you a structured game and a way to play that game but within that there are levels of minutiae about how you behave yeah. which you know are important and there's a player's code in the general's handbook i'd highly recommend you read it it's, yeah, it's like, great turn yeah, it's up on section. time give you a name all that kind of stuff but yeah, above yeah. that level there's stuff that Byron talked on, which is like the event level stuff. <clears throat> Particularly if you've been going to quite a few events, is is try and like make sure you go back and talk to that person or include them in your because it can feel a little bit clicky. Like if there's like a group of people that oh, yeah. are good mates, and they only get to see each other four times a year, they're just yeah. gonna be like blah 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 blah. Yeah, so sometimes like it, it not necessarily like it's not necessarily a thing about you, but like you know. If you if you are one of place someone who's completely brand new doesn't know anyone introduce them to a couple of people you know so oh, this is da, 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 and then you know just just try and you know try and involve around the event catch up with them how did your game go in the last round or yeah. that thing you did did that work for you this time or you know yeah. and just try and have that bit of a backwards and forwards during the event is quite good. Mm-hmm. I think one of the things that we we always harken back to is as well is that like whilst it sometimes seems like tournaments can be very clicky i think you can use i'm sure they won't mind me mentioning this a friend of the show dan um, and joe Passal, um, and the way that they behaved at their first tournament i think it should be like the guideline of oh yeah how you should behave at a tournament i thought they were they were both like and like the, the both of the guys like dan and joe are like close friends now yeah. and and that's just from them coming up to us at a tournament and being like, like I think Dan was like, or Joe was like, I really like, I've re- like you know, I've listened to the podcast. I understand you're playing Stormcast. Like, can I? Do you mind if I sit at your table and like I watch your game? I think that might have been that might have been Dan actually. I think yeah. It was Dan, yeah, and that's that's the type of thing that I wouldn't have thought to do, but it like it was awesome. It was great. And like introducing like, himself, that's the thing as well. Like you know, it's um, introduced like, hi, I'm Dan, or and he shook my hand like because. You know, sometimes uh, in the podcast, where people come up to you and talk to you, and like, and you, sometimes it's like it's not that we're being rude. It's just that if you introduce yourself, it's the right way. I like, always say like, "Hey, yeah. this is like, you know, first time I met like Ben Johnson, I was just like, hey, you're Ben Johnson.'" Like you know, I was like, "Hey, I'm Les." <laughs> you introduce himself you know? to him. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean. You're it's Ben like, Johnson. I'm Les Martin. You're Ben Johnson. Nice to meet you. Yeah, but <laughs> but it, yeah, you just they're just like normal people. It's just like and just yeah. treat them. It's yeah. very easy to think that you've got a. A, a banter with somebody without actually ever meeting them. Ever, yeah, having have a chat in real life. Do you guys have things that you clear up at the beginning of the game? So my my, my list of things, for example, would be um, like I'm going to tell you everything I'm going to do throughout this game because I find it just helps keep things clear. Um, yeah. If I check up on your your rules, I don't think you're wrong or anything. I'm just trying to remember it, and I'll I'll, I'll check it up anyway. And then of course, if, if they do have their rules wrong, set a precedent there for you to check it without it. it coming across the wrong manner um also i'll tell them that if i roll my dice and they're not f- flat on the green which means flat yeah, on the yeah. table not on terrain not on angle not even if it's a book on the table and they're flat on top of the book if it's not flat on the table i'm gonna re-roll those dice and then you don't you, you avoid a situation that could be awkward like some like and that's one of those things that every some people if you can rest another dice on top dice on top yeah. of it that's flat at their club that's cool but you know avoid that before it comes to it is what I I'm think saying. that's a, a really good thing. The flat on the the, the green thing. It's yeah. Like I've always done the same as you. It's like if it, it needs to be flat on the table. If it lands on a book and it's flat, it's still not flat on the table. I'll re-roll it. And like the first time I said that with a, a guy, um, he he was like, "Oh, that seems a bit strange. If it's flat, it's flat." So I rolled the dice and it was a priority roll and it was a six. And I went, I picked it up and he goes, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "I'm re-rolling it." I told you I would roll flat on the table. And he goes, "But you've won priority." I'm like, "I know, but." 
I told you at the start, I was, it yeah. needs to be on the table. And like, I mean, yeah, technically, maybe that was me being a bit, but it set the tone then. It's like, yeah, it I'm does. not going to do yeah. this for my benefit. I'm going to do it because that's what I've said. Being clear is, being clear is super important. Like, super important. You, you're talking about a game that involves like hundreds of rules, different war scrolls, stuff like that. It's not going to hurt you to both be like singing yeah. in the same hymn sheet or whatever. I think it's, I mean, um, it's good as well because it makes you a better player. Like, if you tell, the opponent like i i sometimes <clears throat> like when they're setting up i might say just be aware i've got this unit that can deploy anywhere on the table like nine away just yeah. so you're aware of it yeah. because if they don't know the army so normally i'll ask like once you introduce yourself and say you know hi i'm russ whatever da, 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 you are blah 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 i'll say what do you know my art do you know if you played against them before do yeah, you know what do they you know do what? what do you want me to explain and sometimes they'll say yeah. There's too many rules. Don't bother explaining it all. Just tell me one, two, three, or it, yeah. um, just yeah. tell me as you go. But I, in my head, I think I'm still going to preempt the situation where yeah. there's a gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So I have a yeah. teleporting unit while you're making your your screen, and it yeah. could land next to you, not in front yeah. of you. So just just be aware these two things can come from wherever they want, or and this spell allows me yeah. to teleport, and it's, that's just a courtesy. Because yeah, yeah. no one wants to get caught out, right? And you're also not—you're not, you're not going to learn anything from that game if they do, right? Mm-hmm. Like if, no. if if you if you rocked up with nine storm fiends, they didn't know what they can do, and you plowed into someone's left flank because it was completely unprotected. And they protected the front of the right hand side of their army. Like you learned nothing from that, and your opponent yeah. had a very harsh lesson. <laughs> but you know, yeah, it's not it's... great for either of you, is it? No, I always try and give him the cliff notes. I always be like, "Do you know this is my list? Here's a copy of it. Do you know what anything does?" And and I'll be like, I I try and tell them the trick. I'll be like, "This is what I'm going to try and engineer," and then they know what like what's going on. And in the the opposite, it's like the way I look at it is that ninety percent of the, the the things that I have in my list are available for free on the Age of Sigma app. So for me to be able to explain that to my opponent and be like, if you want to know anything, just ask me and I'll tell you the question. Yeah. If you want my book at any point, just let yeah. them, let them yeah. know. And so here's here's the thing. Like again, with like the etiquette, if if you feel that your opponent has a rule wrong, how do you then challenge that opponent? Do you just come out and go, I think you've got that wrong, or do you? How do you word it? Because I know me and Russ had this conversation the other day about. Yeah. Um, you know how how he approached it. So just sort of like for the the etiquette conversation that we're having, like how we so approach it. It's way easier if you say that what at the start of the game. Um, if I'm checking up something and it's your rules, it's because I want to be better informed for my future gaming. That makes it an easier thing the moment it happens. Now, if you've forgotten to do that, you can surreptitiously look it up on your phone if it's war scroll ability. Mm-hmm. So you know, have that charged, have it accessible. Like your opponent's probably moving stuff around. You, you can just do that. Do it do it fast, but so they can take it back. If it is something, if you think it's definite, then go in there, check it faster and be like, oh, excuse me, like, just wanted to double check and it is that way. And it just be like polite and direct as soon as possible, as fast as possible is the way that I tend to approach it. Um, yeah, it, like, it's just easier if you're going to be direct. And again, these things set a tone. If it happens early on and you do it politely, you might screw up. You might get something wrong later in the game and they're going to feel that it's okay to do that too. It's a contract. Yeah. <clears throat> um, depends. Uh, depends on the person, depends on the situation. So, <clears throat> I think for me, um, I would just start because I don't go through like a list of like how to behave, how I'm going to behave, how we're going to behave during the game at the start no. of the game because I think it might set the tone of like of the game. So, yeah, I, yeah, I'm yeah. totally quite, I kind of just go with the flow. And I'm, I mean, like, a very different gamer. 
now than I was back in the day. Like I'm not as keen, let's use that word, where I'm mm-hmm. trying to like podium and stuff, and it all needs to be like cutting edge, like. I think we're all nice keen these days. No, but I mean, like, like, I I, I will literally say, are you sure uh, that works like that? I thought it was this. You you get FAQ, pre-FAQ, post-FAQ, GHB, 19 or 18, 19, 20, three GHBs or four, I forget how many it was. Was it 16? Was it it been that many? I don't know. I I can't remember. But you you just go, sometimes you're just like, you just get muddled up. and, And like, I'm I'm a lot more... I'm a lot more like let's have a look rather than it's this. So yeah, rather yeah. than you say both, like you both check together. It works this way. I, yeah. I I normally make it like oh I thought it was that. Maybe I've got that wrong. I'll just have a look cuz I I go like I just pretend like I'm the idiot basically. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, it's like and, I, I, I mean oh, you could be that differently if I got it wrong. Yeah, you could be pointing this out for your opponent's benefit as well. Bear in mind, if your opponent's yeah. making a mistake, it doesn't have to be to your detriment. It could be to their detriment. Well, that's the just... that's the key for me. Is yeah, you're picking up not just when it's to your advantage. Anything <clears throat> that's wrong, because I would like to, I've told people before, like oh, don't forget to reroll your ones. I oh, don't forget yeah, yeah. got that spell on. And what I do as well, I mark their spells sometimes. So if I play someone who buffs a unit and they don't put a marker down, I go, I know what's going to happen here. They're going to roll their attacks. Then they're going to go, oh, I forgot my re-roll on a full moon when the tree is at nine o'clock. And... Um and then we roll all the dice and and it'll spike and it'll be more than the last time. You're put in a position where you're like, well, that's what's happened. I've already mentally gone through that process of that relief or or not. Then it's like... Someone's going to come out of that exchange better off, right? Yeah, so yeah. then you're like, do we re-roll it or not? And then as soon as you ask the question, you're putting the other person on the back foot because they're going to have to say, especially if it's to your advantage to re-roll it, then you're effectively going, be a nice guy, right? But actually it's yeah. better for me. Whereas I think it's always better to... Mark that. To either... If you do get to that situation, say, for example, you've done your attacks... You've gone past it and it went really badly for you. Then you remembered a re-roll. Mm. Don't just don't even like I've done it before. Just don't even bring it up. Yeah, just just yeah, just yeah. just move on. Like because it's, it's the, the rule, isn't it? Never ask yeah. for take backs. Yeah, yeah never ask for take backs. If you take back offered, that's different. Like I'll, so I'll my, always give a take back if the opponent asks, but I will never ask for a take back myself. Well, but so even saying like, oh, I forgot to re-roll those. Makes your opponent think, "Oh shit, should I offer a, re- a take back?" Yeah, so I, I for me, saying I'm saying you like should... you're, yeah. you've gone past that yeah. point. And if you should say that, you can say, "Remind me next turn." Yes, yeah. the um, yeah, yeah. it's the way that I would approach that one. So I mean, Les has already mentioned it. Take that. Um, yeah. H- how do you approach that? So kind of to, to follow on from what Russ was saying, if my opponent should have re-rolled and we both forgot, but the intent was there, and sometimes there's even a token there, and you just you just miss it. I'll often say like um like. Well, you know, maths is this, put a dice back in, put, put two dice back in. Like you had 15 re-rolls and any yeah, fives yeah. or six were hits. You know, like you should take a third of those or, you know, whatever it is. And that, like, that's that's one way to do it. But when is a take back too much? How do you approach that? Because these are difficult situations, right? Someone's gone to their first event. Uh, they're dead hot on their rules. They know that their OP has, like, you've both realized too late and they, they're like, they want a take back, like, 
what is what is too far gone what isn't is is it when it becomes too complicated to work out what should have happened i know i've asked a really difficult one here yes i think it all depends on a couple of things if i'm on table one at a tournament to win the event or on the top row and that's way easier because people should know better in that yeah, situation I will not, like this i'm like no you forgot unfortunately we're not in that phase anymore like you know and i would expect the same back to me if we're on table 60 and it's the first go of the event i will i have before let my opponent have a take back which is ultimately cost me the game but it's something that is you know it's like you go they deploy a unit like it's, it's silly little situation if you move a unit nine inches away from me you drop it from the sky you get it in range you you get really excited about the fact that that unit's going to go there and then they make a 12 inch charge somewhere else and then they go oh, i've made that 12 inch charge i didn't think i was going to make i'm going to go fight this and then they roll the dice they start doing the combat and then i'm there and they're like oh i forgot to charge the yeah. unit that was five inches away i'm yeah, like yeah. obviously make that charge i was because, gonna say intense yeah. really important right if, if both yeah. you and your opponent like let's say someone brought harpies down from the sky and they are canary down from the sky and they are opposite yeah. one unit they shot they got the four plus they've more they've moved toward that unit and yeah. then you like they forget it in the charge phase because they roll the 12 or yeah. whatever elsewhere like the intent is really obvious at that point and i think intent is clear so if yeah. it, this is another reason like, why it's important to talk about what you're doing right if i yeah. say i'm bringing those down so they can charge there and at the point where that should happen or, or, both your opponent might prompt you and it, you've made it really clear objective that's play right yeah. you know if you drop your harpies and you're like that you drop them from the sky and you like you drop them from the sky and you're like that's definitely within range of the objective you're talking to your opponent that's what i'm going to do drop them from the sky on that objective yeah, yeah. and if something happens and you don't double check to see if they're in range Mm-hmm. you're like well obviously i could have put them in range there's nothing there to stop me doing it it's like yeah. it's just making sure you mentally tick those things off so you don't have that conversation because you could get to a point where you go these harpers are here they are now just at a range of that objective i didn't my fault didn't double check they were in range the, the time's up if i thought they were in range to score that objective now they're not which means that i now don't win the game is it my fault or his like you know see it's my fault because i didn't check it so try not to get you like have that whole yeah. conversation be like are we cool that they're on the objective yeah. yes and then you come back to it and they're like oh they're just out and i'm like oh but we double checked it you know it's, it's talking through having the intent as you play i think those so things happen a lot and i think there's a real and i said this to you before les and only from experience really there's points in games where you know deep down that you shouldn't win that game so winning yeah. the game because they didn't move that model half an inch and they said they were going to, and you then they've said, oh, it's not in range, and then you go, oh, yeah, but it means I win. That's not a victory. No. That doesn't make you a better player. That doesn't that doesn't make the other person feel good, and you're not going to feel good about that win. So for me, take-backs are fine, as long as you're not taking back multiple phases, which has an impact on another decision. Oh, it, oh but if, if, I'd, if I'd done that, and then I could have done this in this phase, then um, we could have... I remember watching a game. I'm not going to name names. It was, it was many, many years ago. But I don't think you oh, will know this one because before I knew. I've you. got one in my head. That's a- and there was a game at a, uh, a South Coast actually, um, and I saw this game happening. And there was a person with an army, and they were taking off their casualties and just throwing them into a pile. Now, in amongst this pile was a unit of cavalry, which were alive. Okay, so. Then the person who was throwing their models around because they were frustrated forgot they were alive, got two turns down the road, and then said, 
oh, if I can just move these here, then here, I can win. But it was like, well, but you forgot they were there, didn't move them, and the other person didn't realise they were alive because you'd been and checking your models all over it. And you're bad. It was like and, it was your fault, but you being an idiot. And you yeah, yeah. And I was like, well, you can't really expect that to be. And it was like it was this whole thing where, and this is this is kind of etiquette. It's being clear and tidy and, and concise what you're doing avoids these it's all about avoiding these things happening so you don't want to have that conversation you don't ever want i i remember playing a game and it was against someone who's renowned as a cheat and i was in uh warhammer world and it was a big event it was one of the gt finals or something like that this is going back probably like 10 15 years it's a long time ago and um i had a unit of cavalry on an objective now the problem is there was a big rocky thing that where it was it was to get units in their deployment zone and I had a unit of Chaos Knights, and I couldn't balance my paint blended painted models on the movement tray on the rocks. So I took off them off the tray. I said, they're there, right? But I'm going to put them behind because I don't want them falling over because I, I, I can't imagine metal models chipping on rocks. It's going to be a bad yeah. thing for me. Uh, anyway, we got to the end of the game, and then it was, they're not in range, they're not in range. I'm like, well, they are in range. She goes, no, they're there. And then they called a judge over, and they had to measure where the models were on the table, which was behind where they actually were. And it went against me. and But the thing is, there was a, a secondary mission, a hidden objective, which I had achieved and they hadn't. Now, I thought at the time they had achieved it, so I'd lose the game. And I wasn't very happy about it. And I basically said, look, this isn't on. You know, you'll you definitely know what you're doing. I said, it's fine if you want to be like that, but you're confirming everything I've heard about you. This was this is a very rare occurrence, by the way. That's why it's 15 years ago. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's not happening at all. No, it doesn't happen in AOS. I've never had it. It's not happened. It, it's not happened again because but it's killed him. It's, with a, it's an important lesson. Yeah. It's an important yeah. lesson because, like, sometimes in the day it's toy soldiers, right? And sometimes. You might play someone in a very, very, very rare occurrence that is going to be difficult like that. I ended up, I did win the game because he ended his mission I had, but anyway, that's the first point. Yeah. Um, you will play someone at some point if you play enough tournaments. You throw enough, you're going to get that 1% or 2% of people, right? But they are 1% or 2% of people. But you can't affect their behaviour, right? You only affect your behaviour, right? So if I'm playing a game and I think I, I'm being clear, I'm letting them do take backs, I'm letting them do things, and if they don't let me do something, no. I will quite frankly say to that person, I said, look, it's up to you. You do what you want. You know, Obviously, we had a situation earlier. I let you do it. It's up to you. If you don't want to do it, and they say, no, it's fine. I go, okay, fair enough. But I'm not going to get angry or upset about it because it's toy soldiers. Right, there was a time when I would get angry and upset about it, but yeah. that's time is long ago. Um, but I say that you know, when I'm playing a game, I just want to have fun. I want to relax, and I want to kind of. I like competitive play. I like the thought process. But any of these situations come up, and you're like, they, they can be avoided by, especially when you're playing strangers, by having that good opener conversation because you then get yeah, a feel yeah. for the person. You know, like, being clear in your turn, like, they're in range of the objective, you agree on that? Yeah, cool, right, thanks. You know, reminding them when they forget something that's not that impactful, but it's to their advantage. Like, yeah. oh, you didn't cast warp power on... You, you want to cast you that because you didn't... You went you past got it. Ones. You got reroll ones. You got reroll ones, Don't forget like, to reroll the ones on your Giselles or whatever. You know, whatever. Yeah. You, know, you, you didn't move, so you get a rerollable save, right? Yeah, okay, cool. And a lot of that kind 
comes with knowledge and you might not know the rules well enough to do that that's that's completely fine you've been talking about but if they like i personally if someone said to me like i forgot to do this thing and it's important and it's very easy to forget a charge like you said les like yeah like you know i'll just let them do it like unless we've gone like two turns down the road then you have to cut re-roll yeah unless it's like you've rolled for priority and you've like you're in the next thing you're like well kind of can't really go back now but if it's a decision like i was gonna charge but then i didn't because i wanted to be on the objective and i thought the unit i charged you with would have killed you but i rolled the attacks and it didn't happen do you mind if i now charge them that's different right yeah so it's yeah yeah. it's the situation and i think it's just being able to have that conversation in a mature way um, but these things don't yeah, happen totally. often, and most no, most of the tournament stories that you get, oh, I went to a tournament and this happened, it's just because the two people don't communicate. Yeah, they don't talk to you, each you other. You get two perfectly like there could be two people that I play that I both think are like a one awesome opponents, and they just have a personality clash. Mm-hmm. Um, and often it's, it's when you got two big personalities. So I could enjoy playing someone who's super gregarious, takes the piss out of me, and then he could come up against Les. Les could take it as an offence, and then there could be like fisticuffs at dawn <laughs> or whatever. It's normally um, when you get two people who are very similar, right? That's the normal when you yeah, get a yeah. clash. Not saying anything. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's why I was worried about you uh, and Matt. You're going to be best friends or worst enemies. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, I so I have a question then that perhaps may come up more often. So you go to an event and you look down at the table and you know you are going to ruffle stomp your opponent. You're like just rock paper scissors. Like I have turned up with. Okay, I use an example that I've had. I turned up with like. Um, really flexible, resilient, mixed order, like, scalpel, and someone's turned up with, like, um, uh, Glock. Theory of God Berserkers at the height of its thing, or is it... Oh, like, they've, they've, they've turned up to, with, like, Glockkin or something that I can pick my yeah. fights and I'm faster than, or, you know, something yeah. like that, or I've got, I've got some range shooting. How do you ensure that your opponent has a good time in that? Because I think this is perhaps the, the most common occurrence for our opponents to make sure... And indeed, You're the question that was asked. You were the worst people about this. For, <laughs> right, for, I'll give you my perspective, just because. Yeah. Um, yeah. If if you go to a tournament and you can, it's a competitive. You go into an event and you're like, right. I understand that some people go with soft lists for a different reason, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If I'm, I'm not gonna go. I don't go easy on people when I play them. Like if mm-hmm. I play someone and I think I'm just gonna treat that like any other game, but. What I will do is I'll try and be a bit more chatty or talkative and stuff at the beginning, or maybe take a break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know it's going to be a quick game, right? So yeah. you say, "Do you want to go to the bar, have a drink, have a chat?" And then you take a five minutes out between two turns or something, because and if you finish the game, right? There's nothing worse than like you smash someone in twenty minutes, then you have that awkward thing of, "Do I spend I'll the next just... two hours with you?" But I don't. I'll go. Or do I just, just fuck off? Like, I'll go. I'll go watch my mate's game. Like, do you want to? Do you want to? Thanks very much. See you later. Like, you know, yeah. just it's it's different when you're at Warhammer World because you go. Should we just go sit in Bugman's? I'll get yeah, you a coffee. Right. Like we can chat. You know, it's a little bit different, right? Um, uh, particularly like if you're at the like use Sheffield Slaughter as an example. Like there is just the bar right at Sheffield Slaughter, and then there's not many. So, I mean, there's a little bit no, of scene area and uh, stuff. I mean, or oh, you just um, yeah. But I find that like you can tailor your approach to the game a little bit in terms of like yeah. how chatty you are how many jokes you make maybe you know if you yeah. or stuff like that but fundamentally i'm not gonna like give you a unit to kill out of like pity or anything no. or i'm just gonna I, play the game like i play the game like yeah i think it's really important to own it so this is something that i yeah. i i saw a couple of people doing um so when when i got better at the game um and i'd go and particularly when people like 
So I had a, a weird occurrence where I got more best sports votes when I was playing Cunning Ruck than when I was playing Mixed Order. And I genuinely believe that part of the reason for that is I turned up and I would, I had this thing where I would, I would apologize to my opponent once before the game started. Like I, I was turning up yeah. with a, like one of the most obscene armies that has ever existed. Aim at your play test, it's your fault. And, um, can't use that one. I love you. <laughs> and, um, Obviously, that's a joke, guys. It's Les's, <laughs> like we it's, have it's, any power. It's Les's, yeah, yeah. Les, it's Les's fault. Um, it's always Les's fault. No, nah, it's, 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 it's my fault. fault. Yeah. I, I honed them a very honed list anyway. But I, I would turn up to the table and I would just tell my opponent what I'm pretty sure was going to happen um, without trying to look like a, an arrogant arsehole or whatever. But I turn up and say, this is... <laughs> Unlucky, like, Byron, you failed. No. <laughs> <laughs> wrong. I was wrong the, the moment I started painting the armor. Yeah. I turn so up and I'd be like... Coat. This, this this is <laughs> yeah. this is, is um, a waistcoat. Oh, so many people ask me to fuck them in my waistcoat. I'm <laughs> On the table, right? You mean? Yeah. Yeah. You know. Oh wow! Like, I have to decide if I'm going to edit that or not. Facehammer is sponsored by Element Games. So for great customer service, all the latest Age of Sigma releases at twenty percent off. And all your hobby needs, go to www.elementgames.co.uk. To support us directly, click through the banner on our website and let them know that you came from us. <laughs> Merry Christmas, I'm everyone. Warm. I'm getting warmer. Yeah. I, think it's, I think it's a tinsel scarf. Um, anyway, so I'm I just turned the, up. Like the, the whiskey neat, and those two are like... <laughs> <laughs> shots so it's really? it's my one desperado i'm a little boy yeah anyway um <laughs> so i turn up and i just say uh like i'm practicing this for etc it is bloody obscene um it, apologies and then i genuinely think this was helpful i say i'm planning on kicking your teeth in because i need to be at my like absolute maximum potential and then whatever i happened in that game the worst it could be was neutral so, yeah. like, obviously that could come across really wrong if you got the wrong end of the stick, but then your opponents won the game, so they're happy anyway. So there isn't a downside to potentially saying, like, this is pretty hardcore. Um, I've come here to try my best to win. You know, yeah. whatever it is, whatever your approach is, your reason, your justification, or, like, I've always wanted to make OP scene sky fire. <laughs> Horrific. You just whatever. do what um, Nick Pym did at Denmark, where he just pointed at his opponent and laughed at him. <laughs> <laughs> Like, <laughs> you're getting fucked, son. It's <laughs> oh. amazing. So that, oh, that, that's that's one approach, but you could you could just sand the edges off a little and yeah. take my approach. And I did that, and I I had well, number one, I had some great games and great opponents, but n- number two, I actually got more best sports of that army, and I think it's because I just owned it. Like it's important if you've turned up with something, you've considered it for three months, you've built it, you you bought it, you built it, you painted it, and you're rocking up, and you know that you're taking like whatever it is, an Uzi to a knife fight, then, you know, like... An Uzi, you know, nine millimeter. You're, you're, yeah, you're, you're there, you've done all of that, you know exactly what you are packing, so to speak, like, just own the experience of, like, yeah. I have brought an absolute beast of an army, I'm going to try and ruffle stomp you, and then be a gentleman. I it's, think it's really weird with the sports thing, right? Because I, I can remember, I had more sports votes running Dom Hain, all the Eels, Idenef than I had with Fire Slayers. I had so many like people whinge when I was playing Fire Slayers. And like uh, both of them are very, very hard armies, but yeah, they are. Like, yeah, but one of them you the, can actually fight and kill. 
But the, the thing is, the, the I, eels, I, you can actually kill them, right? You can actually, they're could. fragile, right? Yeah, but they, they get to roll some dice so you, quick. You take a couple models off, right? Whereas the fire slayers is like, Nah. I just move a block forward. Yeah, and don't kill you just block. Move yeah. a block. And not only that, you precursor it with, you're not going to be able to do anything about this. Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it probably takes two hours, whereas like the yeah. deepkin's over in like 25 minutes. So it's like the scene like, 300, you're going to enjoy this. Yeah, but at least yeah. it's over quickly, right? This is what you want. You don't want yeah. it lasting two hours. So let's yeah, be honest. Yeah. So, um, that, I mean, th- this comes down to re- which is like a really meta version of this discussion, which is picking the right army if you're concerned about giving your opponent a good game there are some things that are bad and i'm not saying this means you shouldn't take them i've taken plenty of armies that do different aspects of this or multiple aspects of this like a army that an army that you have to play the tits off and has a thousand things to remember and zones and you've got to play three turns ahead and all of that it's harder to be a good opponent when you're playing one of those and that hmm. that for me that was my mixed order army like 13 different units even if i knew all their scrolls all these like aoes and stuff like that it's much easier to be a nice opponent when you turn up with three more crushes and 30 orcs and you just smash it into people. It's also easy to have fun yourself mm. in that situation. And there's different types of fun. I got a massive amount of enjoyment from playing my mixed order, but it was like attending like a final exam <laughs> every single event and I'd be knackered at the end. So you having fun is a really good way for your parents to have fun. Well, you're going to be that. less moany, less tired. You're going to have less things to forget, less rules to get wrong. Yep. You're going to... Yeah. Be able to have more social interaction at the table because you don't need the full. This is why I stopped playing Night Haunt, and yeah, it's yeah. because Night Haunt you need the whole game and it takes one it horde unit. Uh, and you're like, actually, yeah, I always do that. One, it might be only have one big unit. That's it, and yeah. I just maximum because I didn't want to go to a table and have to be all business at the table. Yeah, like because if if you're yeah. playing an army like that, you've got to be very like. And I did do it and i would say to people at the table like i'm sorry i'm gonna be a little bit robotic which kind of fits I'll into my it. wheelhouse at the at the table because i need to I be on it otherwise we're gonna run out of time and i said like it's yeah. nothing personal we could chat afterwards whatever but i personally just stopped taking those armies and enough because i want to be if it was the best army in age sigma i still wouldn't want to play it because it's not for me it's not about chalking up the w's it, no. it is in a way i like i like the uh, coming out on top of a game but i like to do that in a way that i'm not stressed out at the table and i find those armies quite stressful to play because of the you time constraints don't you they are you'll have a better idea you'll, you'll literally feel like kind of tournament hangover the next day without the alcohol involved oh, yeah. you'll feel alcohol, more yeah. exhausted having played an army like that you kind of concentrate there's people talking around you people come watch your game you can't deal with it you know whatever it is so it you is don't get to catch up with people because like you finish your game you've got like five minutes for the next game and you spend that five minutes putting your hundred models back on a tray it's like yeah. and then you end up with a bad back because if you're like me and you've got a bit of a gut on you leaning over a table for two hours moving models especially if your army rockets like, over there or deploys over there and with 90 models or anything so it, one it does horde unit you massively right yeah. you know oh, it does really does it's, if you're somewhere I mean, noisy and echoey it's even worse as well that adds to it i was gonna say like the the event that you won, the heat the, the final that you won byron you were on table both one lane. playing lee you yeah i know yeah you were on table one playing liam uh like friend of the show liam and i was on table three playing um uh, chris um my hill yep um i the round before i played sean lang and Sean Lang broke me mentally because I it was scorched earth. Yeah, it was scorched earth. It was 
Um, I took the Stormcast TM build, which is like Star Trek Forminators. We can talk about this uh, date. And he took Zinch at the height of their power, and it was Scorched Earth, and he burnt all my objectives because I deployed like an idiot on turn one. And I was like, (laughs) I literally just went, I'm going to quit. There's no point in playing the game. No point in playing the game. There's no way for me to win. And then I looked at it, and I said, do you mind if I have like five minutes? And he went, went away. I had five minutes. Come back. And I was like, if I do this, 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 win priority here, I then burn all of his objectives. If I can burn all of his objectives for two each, then I win the game by one. And I had to play like an out of my skin. And it was so stressful. I was like really thinking about it. And I basically did that, got everything my way, beat him by one. And it just come out, broke me. Come, come out the bubble and you were exhausted. Yeah. Come yeah, out the bubble. That- I basically went for a drink, talked to you about it, had a hug. I then went, walked and played Chris Myhill, and I must have given Chris Myhill the easiest game of Warhammer ever played because <laughs> I just mitched it all forwards, and he just went, okay, oh, cool, take it off. And because I just couldn't focus, it was that six, five game into six fatigue that if I'd have beat Chris, you know, I would have been, me and you would have been one, two at the heat. Yeah. And it was like, it just, it broke me. And that, that's the thing. It's like, you need to almost think that, like Russ said, you, the, the fatigue that comes from playing these armies at I mean, competitive level. Different. like how on earth is your opponent like imagine if i sat down like i'm doing my like my like whatever it's gcse's at the end of high school and yeah. someone tried to have a conversation with me while i'm doing my final exams like how i'm not saying you shouldn't take these armies but just be aware it's really hard to give people a, a good game now you can take an absolute beast of a list i'm gonna drop the one that i always drop you could take um four monster beast claw like yeah, yeah. unintended and you will have a great time your opponent will have a great time you'll be playing a like just like if it's not top tier just the tier below top i think really good army it does everything in the relevant phase of the A-tier game there's no up to use yeah there's league of legends speak so there's s tier it's a tier just play tier league things what does s what does s stand for i don't know special shit shit hot mate super silly silly tier super shit super tier anyway Um, so if you're taking an army like that it's it's really easy people like being fought in combat as well that's another one especially if you're in the states people don't like like running around like they fighting stuff is fun and that is everyone enjoys that more and particularly uh, in America I noticed that's the thing Uh, like you see that's why you'll see some armies getting knocked down for sports aggressively at Adepticon stuff like that that's what you wouldn't expect in the UK and I mean it's true it's more fun to put your dudes into combat hit each other and for both you to take some men off rather than for that person there to zap you with 17 spells and for you to move your entire army. Mm. That's the thing. But um, it's easier to have more fun yourself when taking that type of an army. And there are considerations. If you've got this unit that is like really good and you could take two of it, or you could take one of this horde and then you could put in a monster that's just slightly worse, you will have a better game. Your opponent might have a better game. And you might not be tight for time at the end, which is exhausting. Yeah. So there's kind of a load of meta list consideration. I think it just comes down I think- to like understanding your environment, doesn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, because if you if you know you're going into a tournament, and whether it's a tournament that's heavily weighted, or you can even ask people like, "Oh, I haven't gone to this before. What's it like?" Or you know, yeah, 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 yeah. but at the end of the day, like you're within the confines of the rules. So what you do within the rules, that I think it's allowed. completely fine. It's allowed, right? Yeah. And it's not really yeah. your responsibility to tone that down. I think one of the things that I mean, I I don't do particularly well on getting like 
sports stuff, you know, because I'm very matter of fact at the table. But I think I was going to say it's because you're a knob. Yeah, thanks. But you know, I, think I like to think people... I'm not. But you know, what I mean is, I don't, I don't get negative experience, but I don't get like, I don't no, stand yeah, out yeah. as a positive. I'm sort of like in the middle, really. I think yeah, that yeah. what you, one of the things I think is really important, and I give people hard games, so they have to think, and then and therefore it, it, it can be difficult i like to think i give people a difficult time at the table in terms of what they have to think and do on the table yeah, yeah. um so one of the things i think super like something i really hadn't really done um early on in my uh, gaming stuff is actually like be complimentary when they do something goes well for them yeah yeah, yeah. so like yeah, great point if really if, point. if like they roll over average is you could do that two ways you can go Oh fuck me! You got away with that, didn't you? Oh, that's or a, that's, that's or you can go. Oh, that was awesome! Well, I wish my you know, that was, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's called call wow. an asshole in a respectful and, uh, manner. And like you know, happen. like you can actually like be like impressed by their performance of their unit, like, but in yeah, a nice yeah. way, like, wow! I that, that, and not even like not even like might never do that, but you know, like a like a positive yeah, way yeah, and be yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. And I'm really bad at it, so that's why it probably comes across really badly. But you know, you just say, you "Just I'm not, I'm not even mad back stressed. Yeah, yeah. Impressed. I'm, not, I'm just impressed. Yeah, and like, um, <laughs> and, and just be like, "Wow, that was uh, that was a bit more impactful than I thought it was going to be." And uh, or like, yeah, you know, like, "Well, that was a good piece of play," you know, or like, "I really like." And I, I like at the end of the game as well to sort of say, oh, "I think you could have had that if that had gone your way." It was really unfortunate, you know. But you know, I'm not going to complain too much because I won. But you know, or whatever. Yeah. But you know, you can. You can almost like notice the thing that that they might be thinking. Oh, if only that had happened, or this had happened, and almost preempt it and say, "I think you had me there. I was really lucky. I got away with that. I thought you were going to take that yeah. for me." And oh, that's great points. Yeah, don't be needlessly negative. I'm going to I'm going to go on some some rules for people now. Like, don't okay. Look, this is a pattern, and this is how to avoid losing games when you think you're going to lose them as well. Les has already given an example of this. He thought everything was against him. Wait, wait, he took some time. If stuff isn't going your way. Don't waste mental effort building complaint equity by listing the things that are continuing to not go your way. You are literally improving your chances of definitely losing by doing that. Don't do that. It's stupid. You're bad. Stop it. Yes. Uh, now, every, everyone's, everyone's, everyone's done this. Like, oh, now this is happening. Now this is happening. You're making your life worse. You're not concentrating on how you could win the game, and you're making the game worse for your opponent. So try your best not to do that. Like, don't be like, oh, you know, those walls are really bad. I'm going to roll these same dice again. Look, you know, due to the universal laws of bloody averages, they've now done average. Uh, well done. So, um, yeah. Like, don't avoid that do it don't throw your models yeah. on the floor. It's just another one. I mean, uh, yeah, that, that's, a, that's a fairly solid one. Um, <laughs> Although that was that makes it entertaining. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, hold on tightly, let go lightly. So do everything yeah. you can to win in AD the right manner. Yep, yeah. exact example of it. And the point at which the game's not going your way, just accept it. I mean, if it's not going your way and someone's had some sick roles that you could do nothing about and you've pretty much done your best and everything you could have done, you can be thoroughly pleased of yourself as a gaming individual and then just give your opponent the best game of it. Like, that's what else are you going to do, right? Sit there and moan who, whose day got better as a result of doing that. No one's, right? It's, yeah. And play yeah I, think, I think it's like watching yeah. John Wick, right? <laughs> so, so this is yeah. like, right you watch John Wick 1 and like there's sad bits and there's bits you think he's in danger and it's a good film because you're like it's back and forth it's close you're not quite sure it's going you're probably going to be good because he's the main character and stuff and it's a film you know that's how yeah. it happens right or John Wick he's probably going to be alright right. yeah. yeah. and there's two more films if you haven't seen already but, or four I don't know I forget I've got watched it it's like Fast Seven. and Furious Lots of them. Um, anyway then the second one is like he just walks into any situation and he headshots it 
It's like headshot, 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 headshot. headshot. You're like, that, that's Terry really boring, right? That's really that's boring, right? That's dull. So uh, now I, I know I feel bad for saying like, that. But having a <laughs> no, I mean the, the film, right? The film. You might go the way he shot that guy in the head for the 80th time was really entertaining. I personally got so bored, and like it's cool stylistically. But at the end of the day, like when you play the game Warhammer, you don't want to John Wick it because, like, it it's boring as hell, right? And I think yeah, the like yeah. when you have a game that's close, those are the ones that stick in your head. And basically, what I'm trying to say in a roundabout way is that. Um, Keanu Reeves shouldn't play with no, I can no. <laughs> is, that, is that like you can take a cut in edge army and you can take an army that's really competitive and you can play a tight game and you're gonna enjoy that. And like you might play it as long as you do it I think if you play a game that's really one sided and you're just headshot and everything on the table, just just do it in a cool way. Because then people were like Sun Ash back in the day, yeah. Yeah, like, like yeah. you know, just so, be cool, just be cool, and then people don't mind. Just be like, nice with it. I got shot in the head by Keanu Reeves. It's amazing. On, like, don't apologize and, on every role. And don't. Yeah. This is the yeah. thing I was going to say to you, Byron, because you said I go and apologize up front. Don't apologize. Don't. Don't apologize for doing the thing you're totally entitled to do, and you're going to do, and you intended to do because it's false. But what you said is yeah. you, when you when you said. I apologise. You don't really. What you do is you precursor it with how you're going to approach the game, which yeah, is exactly. different. Yeah. So there's Seems nothing worse think. than someone stomping your head in and saying sorry as they're doing it. Yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like well, stop doing it. If you're gonna if if you if you feel bad about it, right, stop doing stop it. Stop owning. But if if you like if you're doing it and you're enjoying it. Then I would rather you enjoy it, it. Me. because if I was on the other side of the table, I'd be loving it, right? I'm, I'm like, I'm like, I'm smashing the hell out of this. That's, this is awesome. Yeah. That's the key but, thing. Like when people say to you when you're playing, they're like, "Oh, like I'm really sorry. Like I'm not sure." And I'm I like, really "You like, know, I, I, I'd be doing it. I'd be like, yeah, like you know, just <laughs> yeah, but make like, them feel good about it, so they yeah, they can enjoy yeah. it." Because like, when you when have the opportunity, I'm just like, dude, I'd be like, don't feel bad about kicking my teeth in because no. I'd be like feeling, I'd be doing exactly what you're doing. What would you be doing? At the end of the day, everyone wants to be John Wick, right? Yeah. So if they're being John Wick at you, don't complain about it. Just go, that's awesome, man. I wish I was cool as you. Like, and yeah. not in a sarcastic way, but, you know, like... Ladies and gentlemen, yeah. Russ the Face Feel and Long Island and Ice Tea combined <laughs> yeah. equals John Wick. Yeah, just be right. John Wick. So, Face Hammer merchandise is available from elementgames.co.uk. Head over to the website and type Facehammer in the search bar to see the full range. From custom dice in a multitude of colours, paint racks to hold Vallejo Scale 75 Games Workshop and many more ranges of paints, and objective markers to make sure you never miss an objective again during match play, head over to elementgames.co.uk and search for Facehammer. So if you want to support the show, pick up some cool gamer swag from the Element Games web store and level up your hobby. Moving on, because we could talk about this forever, yeah? Yeah, and we so, have already, so, to be honest. We have talked about it. It's like four hours of like just uh, tabletop etiquette. Um, so, um, if you're still here, Russ, I'm impressed. If you're still, if you're still here. Um, so just to, to get uh, me and Byron onto you, bullying you into doing a Slanish on what was that? I just because I'm not going to listen to it. I'm not actually stopped recording. Oh, right. I'm just joking. Oh, right. I was like, I thought you were acting because you did it in the you did it in the voice of like seriousness of like. I know. You did it in Dad yeah. 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 did it like, oh, I'm going to. Guys, can we be serious? Hang about on, getting a call. By- Byron, stop putting pencils up your nose. We're about to record. <laughs> yeah. You're in a, you're in a, just try and be try and be a grown up. Try and be a grown up. So.
So still trying. Moving on. So basically, guys, what would you say is your best model? Uh, like you know, we've had this. We haven't. Like, what's our best model for like the year? Like, what would well, you say is the best? Or like, oh, really? Or, or, no, or, mate. Or the TW brought out. What do you mean, mate? I don't want to. I don't want to talk about paint. Um, that's. That's really good. Yeah, no, I love that. No, but like, what would you say is like the best release then? Byron, you've got an amazing uh, thing. Byron, Russ is doing his diacasm stuff because he's, um, he's on the edge. He's on the edge. I mean, is it Sigvold? Is it the. Is it called Lord of I think you can count Sigvold. Is it the Lord of Pain, the Slanesh dude? Is that the, the awesome one? Yeah, I he's think awesome, it might but... be. I think it might right. be Lord of Pain. Yeah. Do you know I mean, what I mean? Like, I think. Well, looking that, back at it, I mean, I love the Luminef stuff, but I think for me, they got cows on the heads. Less, you're wrong. I don't, I don't, there we go. Next, your opinion is wrong. Move on. No, <laughs> move on. Move on. What actually um, come out this year for AOS? Let's start lots. there because I, I get, I just get like release blind. It's almost like um, a load of four bands. Byron, you need to do this because me and Russ can't talk. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> Panic. I'm gonna panic. <laughs> Put the bumblebees on. Um, <laughs> nice so one, I just I got up, us out of that one. I end up skipping the um, skipping the war bands, but they like most of those war bands are bloody amazing. And it's probably gonna be if you take a, a, a box that has come out rather than an individual model, it's probably one of the war band ones because they each contain out of ten models like six that are incredible. So the, the canine shadow stalker type. Oh, it's yeah. The ones with like the Waylander and stuff like that in it. I say yeah, Waylander, it's like the Alpha with the double crossbow. They're awesome. Yeah, um, Drizzt Duerden style. Like, yeah, exactly. I'd, I'd pick Lord of Pain, but it's it, for yeah, me, it's going to be Sigvold, I think. And it's it's not because I like, I don't even think I'd enjoy painting Sigvold hugely. I don't know what he's going to be like to assemble. But if we take a very relevant example, I've got a Keeper Secrets there. That, uh, well, I don't enjoy assembling this one fucking bit. It's a nightmare. Um, that's you great. hate do you hate building models though, don't you? I, you I don't like them anyway. And and this is a perfect example. Why? Look, it's got stupid gaps under its knees, and I had to sand the side of its thighs, and it may want to kill myself. Um, visually, though, that model is as good as Games Workshop have ever done in my mind of both like homaging an old model, which a lot of people have got a love a lot of love for, and without losing any aspect of that <coughs> or diluting it or making it more like PC or whatever because it's Lanesh. They took it and they made it bloody awesome, brought it up to date, make it like like bigger, better, amazing presence, and it just embodied everything about what it should be. And I think that Sigvold managed to do that from his old model to his new model just splendidly, which is a perfect word for Sigvold to be using. Magnificently. I, I think, yeah, like when you look at it, I think for me, you... <sighs> And this isn't just because I'm trying to like force Russ into it. <laughs> I, I, I honestly think that Sigvald, the 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 dread pageant from Diacasm, are probably some of the the best models I've ever seen. Russ's upcoming like, Russ's upcoming Slanesh Mortals Army is my favourite thing that's happened this year. I just yeah. don't. I just buy things and don't do them. What's the problem? That's um, a hobby, though, right? Buying games virtual product is a hobby. <laughs> purchasing, um, just piles of boxes, and they, they have a price rise every nine months. I think it. Can be <laughs> <the best. laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, no, I think yeah, good point. Uh, damn, he's he's rumbled me. No, um, so, <laughs> I think the um, 
I don't know, like it's difficult because you know you could look at the Mega Gargan and say that kit as a kit is really good. Um, yeah. Personally, I think what did we have like was it A for War? One of the first things that got released early in the year because uh, Inch and was that early this year. Yeah. Before yeah. all the COVID shenanigans happened and forty K yeah, and stuff, uh, so it was them and Slaves. Slaves to Darkness, I think, yeah. last year, end of last year, there might have been. So just I think it was the start of this year because I was, it was just before. No, we never really, no one's ever took a Slaves to Darkness army to a tournament. Oh, you're going to get yeah. so many comments now. I took it to this one, actually. Um, I think we'll find. I took it to this virtual tournament. Sure. I think it might be this year. Yeah. Mate, no one's, no one's going to be listening to this on YouTube. So, like, it, because you, like, <laughs> triade, like, etiquette we talked about and drunk Russ being offensive at the start. Oh he's yeah, offended. I was the offensive one, yeah. He's sure. he's offended John John Wick fans. I know. Uh, I yeah. didn't say it was a bad film. I just I said that if you're gonna if you're gonna shoot someone in the head a hundred times, just be cool like John Wick. Then people don't do mind. It. Yeah, okay. That was the do point. But, yeah, I mean I, I think I don't th- yeah, I think this is mostly been forty K right, but yeah. it's the, the is a really good point, I think. Like I mean yeah. that's that's very different from anything that's been out before. And it's super flexible without it being dreadful, and um, uh, it's a joy to paint. So I mean, like, Luminous, me, right, but I, I can't put Luminous in any way, shape, or form. No. You don't like them, though, do you? Well, it's not. Like, it's not. Think... It's more than that. It's the fact that they're not a good experience as well. Even if to... you almost have to like go through the experience if you like them, like you have to really like them. Of it's building a, them it... and painting them, I just don't. I think that, yeah, you're probably right. For diehard fans, that was, from, for a lot of people, maybe was everything that they were wanting. But if you're not a diehard, it's, it's, there's quite mm-hmm. a high like com- conversion cost to starting that army, dealing with spears that are really thin or, you know, the shields yeah. are great. I'd, I'd, I'd do an army of Lumineth shields. <laughs> shields on bases. <laughs> the ghost, drop, drop ghost elves. Drop, yeah, drop of the hat, mate. I love the shields. Um, yeah. If you had to pick yeah, I think. Them, what is it if you pick one then Russ? If I pick one, for me right now, it's the Myrmidon set that they revealed with Sigvald, which are the helmeted Sinesh Warriors. Fair, yeah. Like for me, I think they're I mean, but I don't know until if I get my hands on them and I paint some, I might then they hate them after painting two of them. Knowing yes, that I've got to yeah. do twenty. But haven't you got haven't you got like a Lord of Pain? I have got a Lord of Pain, yeah. Like trial, like I mean, he's got some armor. You could trial the stuff on that. Oh, I, I, yeah. I mean, like it, I would immediately know exactly how I'd paint them, and it would immediately just be paint, paint to model. And I, I do like the um, mortal armored mortals, which is what I said to you know, which is why the slaves to darkness was. I was trying to like crowbar in a list with that. And I think if there were yeah. tournaments happening, I would have had it done, and I would have been playing events with it. But I think because there's no events because of COVID, yeah, I haven't painted them because I've been like, well, by the time there are sorry, events, I'm going to be excited about something else. And it's a typical example. I really like Armoured Warriors and they release a brand new set of really nice Slaves to Darkness models, which I'd say actually probably the best release this year for me. Um, mm-hmm. And actually then they go, oh, actually, here's a Sunesh Mortal Army. They're like, looking hold my beer. Cool. And I'm like, well, yeah. you've just upped the up the ante with those and then I'm thinking yeah. about all the conversions and I just think warriors in general I mean like it's why I like you know the worm splat I don't know if they were last year or this year I don't know but they're a really nice warband for beast grave it's the the Nurgle warriors I think they're fantastic and like you know all these stuff I mean pretty much 
every model they release, even the Lumineth, are amazing, right? So it yeah. just comes down to what you like. And I think, um, for me, I like Warriors of Chaos. So it's the, that Stark Collector's set, I think, was released this year. And I might be wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, it was uh, revealed last year at Blood and Glory, right? Uh, that was right, yeah. It yeah. was revealed so in November last year and released this year, I think. And that, to I me, that, that starter set, that, that start collecting is, as a as a box set, I think is perfect, like, pretty much. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a different I like Warriors, so... <laughs> I quite like the Canine Shadowstalkers, and I quite like Sigvald. I think, like, you know, looking at it, I think the Canine Shadowstalkers, if I, I think <laughs> I would love them, but I think I wouldn't enjoy painting them because they're quite... You know, quite yeah. complex models, but it's like as a model, paint. like as a set. If you're going to paint an army on a theme, if 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 something was going to make you start an army that involved that model, what is the one that you would pick? Which model? I mean, the whichever model you pick is the army. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. It's difficult. Well, right. Saves the darkness, isn't it, for me? Yeah. yeah. Russ, has, Russ has got it. I think because it's how yeah, I, I don't generally this... do armies. Yeah, for me, yeah. for me, it would be Sigvald or the Gargant making me collect their respective armies for sure. Yeah, I, I think Sigvald would tie me into if I if I was ever going to do another Slanish project, um, I do. Um, it would be Sigvald would get me into it because yeah. it's just so cool. Um, Did you, know, you get into Lumineth because the models though? I didn't see the models um, until they were released. So it's more um, I got into Lumineth. I got well. I got into Lumineff. So, like my my big thing was over the years. Um, I've always played 40k, and I've always played Dark Angels, and I've always played Aldar. I've owned so many different Aldar armies over the years, and the I really enjoyed the high elf um, like martial elements um, when I got into Warhammer in Eighth Edition because I got into Warhammer late, and. Yeah. Um, it was always like the, the high elves had that sort of like they ticked that box for me of really liking like having phoenix guard and white lions and stuff like that and it felt like aspect warriors for an Aldar army but i think that the problem is is because i'm such a gw fanboy and an heavy metal fanboy is that i could never see past the crisp white of painting those um the high elves that way um loved the background like fully enjoyed the all the old woods stories with um you know anarian and stuff like that and just fell in love with the army never actually owned one because i could never get past painting like yeah the multitude of spear elves and you know the like hordes of white lions back in the day um and i just couldn't do it and i, I kind of when we uh play tested the lumineff um you know i was i, I wasn't actually um i involved much with it i was involved in the playtesting but i didn't take the lead on it or anything and i it just really spoke to me with the the elements that you've got with the you know like the Al- the alaris stone guard and stuff they feel very much like an aspect warrior and it kind of like that may got me excited because like ultimately i've tried many different armies over the years and the only armies that i really love in age of sigmar stormcast eternals and now lumineth so for me, it was like, that's what got me into them. I, I, I was always going to want to collect Lumineth because of the way that they, you know, like the, the stone, like Aspect Warriors and then like the Wardens and the Sentinels and like Guardians. And for me, that was what got me excited about it. And then I saw the models and like, I think because I was so excited about the project, I think that 
sort of like paved over some of the cracks of maybe some of the issues I may have had with the models. And even now, I don't think there is any issues with the models. But I think because I was so into it and so invested, it was like, I actually don't care. I'm just, I'm all in. I like, you know, I just love it. So for me to be able to sort of like do that, and sort of like, like I love Techless, I love like all of that. And then the background that Phil Kelly like wrote for the book. And like if you haven't listened to it, I'd recommend listening to the uh the podcast where Phil Kelly talks through um, I don't think it's uh Stormcast anymore, it's called something else, isn't it? It's the the Warmer Community podcast. Yeah. Um, and Phil Kelly talks through the background and like he just sums up what like they are essentially Aldar for for Sigmar, which is why I'm like, actually, do you know what? I love them. And cool. that's why I'd be really into it and you know yeah I know I know people don't like Techless but I kind of like the model and I know people don't like Altharian but like I kind of like the model and you know and I, I think that, yeah I, there's going to be I like Altharian model I, I wasn't sold on it and I painted one for a commission and I enjoyed it so yeah yeah it's but yeah like for me I, I just think I, I just I love Lumina and, and I love Stormcast and like I think that I'll always love both of those and that's kind of think- like I think like Lumina yeah. is almost like your OBR for me. Like I love death and yeah. I love everything about death and they're kind of like the Tomb King three imagined and all that. And I remember yeah. um, seeing the rules, playtesting it, never seeing the models, didn't see any, any of them early. Um, yeah. Then I saw the reveal of the models and I was massively not on board with the aesthetic. Like I was just like, um, yeah. okay, but um, I don't know. And then, I watched like Phil Kelly talk about the background and that got me more excited. And then when I actually did the army, they've grown on me, like the models have grown on me, but I wasn't, it wasn't the knockout blow I wanted it to be like, and that's just, do you you think that's because you built it up? Do you think that's because you built it up in your head? Like, you know, when almost like you, you, because you want it to be everything. I think then disappointed. I think it's also flavored by your painting experience, right? So I think OBR are quite a hard army to do, there isn't really middle ground with them yeah. let me know if you think otherwise on this roster it's either like you spend and this is actually the hallmark of older models like yeah. generally speaking newer models do a good job of avoiding this but it's happened with obr yeah. somehow so you can get like a wicked speed painting job all things considered than the time you spend it like that is super solid super passable they're pleased with that and then it's like you could spend like 50 hours around catacross and he could look baller and then between it, it's not progressive it's just like there's this big open rift yeah, and you're on one hand or the other, and I think they're you almost like can you get have, to like eighty percent of looking great in twenty really percent of the time, and then the last twenty percent takes eighty percent of the time, basically. So yeah. like, yeah. it's that it's that when you start highlighting individual bones. I remember I did it on my two kings back in the day. I I just when yeah, I, I was excited to learn um, highlighting because I'd never really done it before, and I was highlighting individual bones on my two kings. That's how it was. Uh, <laughs> and um, I got to when the OBR, I wanted to do a high end army, and I think it was looked at it and when it, I started, I was like, this isn't going to work. And I just the economy dry brush economy of effort. Yeah, economy <laughs> of effort's really difficult. Yeah, and and it's. It's some of those things, and and I think the the model didn't lend itself to a high quality paint job. Uh, no, that that type I, of molded, very busy yeah, armor. It's, it's kind of like the um, you can almost paint models. Yeah, you can almost. To be honest, you could almost paint all the banding and the armor and the banners really nicely, and do a really quick job on the bone and do some OSO, and it would look amazing. Yeah. But it, it's not putting the extra effort to make the bone look really nicely blended and highlighted isn't going to add enough to warrant the effort. 
you yeah. either paint it like the heavy metal team or you paint it some middle ground, don't you? Because yeah. you're not going to get to that yeah, level. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I do. Um, I do actually commend the, the paint jobs on the heavy metal version yeah. of those models. They are absolutely out of this world. When you if you get the chance to see them at Warmer World in the cabinet, it's uh, well worth taking five minutes to look at them because they are absolutely out of this world. Yeah, yeah. Hard, hard army to get best painted with, I think OBR. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, what about you, Warren? Where do you, um, you know, uh, what, 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 what do you think? I, like, I always, because army, I like Gargants or Sigvald and friends. Like, the the Gargant <coughs> is a bloody awesome kit, and I like yeah. that you can have like barely any of them and have an army. Because if if we're looking at outside considerations, the assembly isn't awful, and it could have yeah. been way worse on a model that was kind of that different to everything else that went beforehand. So. I'd probably pick the Gargants, I reckon. I find it like the thing about the Gargants that does my head in, and this is going to sound really weird, but the model is so good, right? The kit is so good, but everyone's changing it. <laughs> and it's like, because it's like, actually, I want to convert it, I want to customize it, and it's a big model, and I can have fun with it, and I've got a theme. And I was, I was looking at mine, and I was like, I'm going to cut it up, and I'm going to do this, I'm going to put like great and clean one bits, and all this, and like, but how many like stock do you see? And it's like you like you almost feel like you need to convert it because like you yeah. only got three models, so why wouldn't you? When the base model's them, amazing you know? anyway, and you're like, yeah. and then you're like, oh, it's such a shame. But I mean, it is great. I mean, I love I love did some of the giants that have been online that people have been posting. Like, did you see yeah. that style shaded one today that like Johnson was talking to? No, I can't think of the guy's no, name. So. It's absolutely out of this world. It looks like a style shaded computer game from the like uh you know like the early 2000s yeah, yeah. like you know jet set radio i'm trying to find the image on my phone i'll put it in the um i'll put it in our whatsapp group and then put it in the um put it in the actual the video here um someone tell me the time if he hasn't done it then uh it, we are we are one hour and 12 minutes into recording thank you right, okay <laughs> write that <laughs> down because i will forget <laughs> and then i won't do it <laughs> so i was gonna say Comment below if Les hasn't done it. <laughs> Comment below if Les hasn't done it. It's all Chats bizarre, I've not done it. We don't care. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, I the, think the Gargants were great. It's been a weird year though, hasn't it? Because like, although there's been releases and it's just felt like because it, it's I, normally it's punctuated felt, by yeah. events. Like you, yeah. there's no way to break it up. The last nine months took three months in our head, and that makes it really difficult to kind of yeah, it's, separate it. I guess. And um, I think as well, like my motivation for armies and, and stuff comes from gaming and like yeah. even like my first day group that we normally game not gw stuff really yeah. we do a bit of underworlds every now and again it's like we just don't i just haven't played anything like so i although we talk about it and we've done all these videos and all this content started off in like august this year on youtube we like i haven't really played any games other than that that one day we had between lockdowns uh, um, at Carl Breakspear's pad, um, Breakfest, as it we was officially it. named. Oh, yeah. We had a like, game. Yeah, but it's but... a playtest game, isn't it? It's not really... It's, it's, yeah, that, don't game. It's not really um, the same. So it's, uh, just, that, just has to, that has to be edited got... with an app, right? No, that is painted, dude. He's doing a 360 video. The guy's name's Ash McEwen. It's at Ash underscore McEwen. So M-C-E-W-A-N. And it is the most insane thing I've ever seen. That's an that's an optical illusion. Ash, uh, you, tip of the hat to you, mate. That's that's poorly. You should be super. And proud. apparently, it works in three hundred and sixty. If you zoom in, you can see where he's painted it. Because like I thought it was just. A I thought illusion. like there's no way that's painted. But like if you look, you zoom in, you can see on the like the 
Probably the knee um, is probably the, the best bit. Stuff like that. It's ridiculous, mate. You are, like, commended. Like, hats off. That is so I'm still nice. not sure it's real. He's done a 360 video. He's doing a 360 I video. I don't care. I don't care. It's, it's all magic. All right, then. Well, yeah, people people can have a look at it and make up their own minds. We'll do some com- you can edit video. work. It's fine. Right. <laughs> Put it for okay, a so- He's He Snapchat it. Oh, sorry. It's got cat so- Snapchat it. It's got, like, a bunny face. Yeah. Like... Yeah, so, some girl trying to get your OnlyFans. Exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm not joining. I'm not joining your only giant group. Sorry. I definitely <laughs> join Ash OnlyFans. <laughs> okay. So what? Is the, <laughs> do we have another viewer question? We've kind of answered a load of stuff about what I um, mentioned earlier. Anyway, just with our armies and stuff like to, that. To or... be honest, not really. I, I kind of um, top five lists, battle planned and combos, <laughs> or stuff like that was one of the ones. So you know, um, top five lists. Yeah, well, it's uh, lists slash combo slash power. Don't doesn't really say. It just says top. Well, five. If it's for power, it goes lizardmen, 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 lizardmen. No, it just says your favourite. So okay, it doesn't go lizardmen anywhere then. Top five models that made you fall in love with the hobby all over again. Oh, we kind of kind of, but not in the last year, just in general. Oh, okay. Not for assembly, but for, for like, so for, I started the hobby when I was a kiddie wink, as did all of us. And that, like, the, the get the place that like gets me real hard in the nostalgia is when they take an old model and they make it awesome and new in all the best ways. So when they sex it up a bit, that, yeah, it's, they make it modern. And I'm like, oh, forever I've thought about painting a lot of change that his wings didn't fall off because they were metal or you know, whatever the situation is, um, or it wasn't poopy resin. And then they bring out some ball, a kick ass, incredible thing. Um, Stuff like that really speaks to me, and it generally gets the big things as well. Archeon, yeah, I think Keeper of Secrets, Bloodbuster, Great. Great, Great. I mean, I'm I'm just yeah. listing the Greater Demons, but this is probably yeah. yeah. It's when they copy when they copy nature or do natural things. That's for me. So Arachnarak, um, also Terrorgeist. Like they knock it out the park when they take inspiration from natural stuff. I remember seeing that Terror Geist in the White Dwarf. Like it was just because it was just put into a white it was just a really standalone release, wasn't it, the Terror Geist, yeah. For me, like it was the, yeah. the those were the first those big kits where you had the the Ragnarok and I think the Stonehorn and maybe the yes. engine. Yeah. Like I think for me, I if I had to I mean, this is going to be a bit death heavy, so I apologise. That's a, that's a, you're picking a point in time, basically, aren't you? <laughs> the more more talks, like the end the times. Gosh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. If I had to bookmark it, it's the end times, right? What did yeah. you have? Future Blight Kings, right? More yeah. Um the Vermin Vermin Lords. The yeah. Spirit, the, all, all of that all come out of the end times, right? Um, yep. Storm fiends. Yeah. They were there as yeah, well. Storm fiends. What uh, about the, the, dudes, bell the, the bell and the furnace? That was was no, that in times. Was that before? That, that was before. Yeah, wasn't it? That was so. That, book that was that was in the similar wave to that. There was one really incredible wave of characters around whatever it was. Was it Storm of Magic or whatever it was called? Mm. Where it was the necromancer, the skink priest, mm. the Nurgle Lord on foot, which is just obviously one of the best models ever. Because look at Golden Demon winning awards. Yeah. Um, like, you had the Glockkin as well, and you had the Rockbringer characters during the end times, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that come out with yeah, the Blight yeah. Kings. And then you had the that was when the Skull Crushers, not the Skull, the um, what are they called, um, 
Blood Crushers. Skull Reapers. No, you've got the guy, yeah, Skull Reapers and the guys with the chains. And the blood, blood things. Yeah, the whirly. Whirly Wrathmongers. Wrathmongers, that's the ones. So, yeah, yeah. Blood Crushers, Skull Throne. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And too many, too many corn units run through my head. Um, so, for me, like, that point, there was some amazing releases there. They were all around Chaos and Death, really. Um, but just like crazy, right? None of them were too much either. You've just listed a load of models that took a level right up to the maximum level of detail that I like and went not one step further. Mm. Like they're they're enjoyable to assemble. Nothing is yeah. too much. It's not like um, well, apart you know, from like Skyfires yeah. or something like that. Once you've got past the inner neck body bit and you actually understand how it looks, it's, the Morgoths aren't too bad, but the start is... <laughs> trying to build like, that out. What is this? <laughs> Feeling like Dr. Build Frankenstein. the pile of skulls that makes the body in the ribcage, and you're like... Uh, um, talking about like the end times, can you remember like your just sort of like, holy shit, they've done the gash again? Oh, God, the like, Nagash model is great. Yeah. He's responsible for the best shoulder pad in the world of Warhammer and Warhammer 40k. Yeah, just the one the that you paid. Was, was, was Archeon the plastic model yeah. released in the end times as well? The big one. No, so that he, Archeon's the age of Sigmar, isn't he? He was one of the big releases for Sigmar. He was quite early on, though. I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. because it was a Duncan video, wasn't it? So that gives yeah. you a perspective of the time that it we never been. had a square base, right? So I say you know, so no, we never had a square base. So. Yeah, yeah, good so, point. So he was early on that. But the um, yeah, I mean, like for me, like I, I just there's so many decent releases. I mean, even. To be honest, like the great and clean one is probably the and it's just out I, of this as world, a reimagined model. It like it feels because they had that spa, didn't they? They had the metal one that was really little, and then they had the the next metal one, which was the one which was I can remember a little bit it bigger. was like minty coloured in <laughs> yeah. the white dwarf, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Like, um, and I really liked that paint scheme, oh. but like it didn't feel very like great and clean one whereas I think the new one's like a perfect um, reimagining of the old one which I thought was really cool um, yeah it, I think that's that's the powerful thing right it's when they reimagined something that you liked a lot that was worse and then they just made it yeah. better without without being derogatory about the previous one and giving like a tip of the hat to bits that they, they thought were the best yeah. or something like that and we're, we're probably Russ is looking around now we're probably surrounded by the old and new versions of oh this. I was yeah. just looking at the my cabinet behind me and I've got you can probably see um this I'm gonna try and do it with the camera. See this yellow book here? Yeah. Yep. That that is Space Hulk campaigns. Now what I was gonna say is one of the the things that there's two things really that are responsible for me being this much into the hobby. You being one, a massive nerd. Alright, three things. <laughs> four, four things. Five things no, I won't go into the psychology. Yeah. Um, so seven things. One <laughs> The twelve days of nerddom. No, yeah. the first. The one twenty-five really days of Rustfield. Hero Quest, which I'm sure a lot of people my age are probably will say Road the same sold. thing. Broadsword and um, Broadsword. The, the best thing about Hero Quest. Is. Yeah, and if you haven't seen that video, it's amazing. The fact that you've got a silver in the attic and it's worth about seven million pounds. <laughs> Mine's looking. <laughs> um, so the Hero Quest which was kind of Space Crusade, but the thing that really got me into, and it's a bit of a weird one, is Space Hulk. Now, me and my brother... Now, the reason is Gene Steelers were, like, my favourite thing when I was a kid. It was Russ the, likes the baddies. If you didn't know, Russ likes the baddies. Yeah, and I like the Chaos Warriors and the Hero Quest set. Sue me. <laughs> so, um... And the skeletons. Who knew? <laughs> so, and the thing Russ is, like... The and the... I remember the model... 
which was the patriarch on throne with the Magus advisor. Oh yeah, with the guy that was like, yeah, yeah he's like whispering up, and he's got it. his hand like on the chair. Yeah. And that reminded me of Jabba the Hutt in Star Wars. Because you've got the advisor and you've got Jabba the Hutt, right? And he's on a throne. And it was like the... But it was like... Yeah, 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 yeah. And so for me, I don't know what it was, but it was like that model, I was like, that's amazing. And the other thing that went with that was Deathwing Terminators. So it was like yeah, Deathwing Death Terminators Wings. and Gene Steeler hybrids with the Patriarch in the expansion Deathwing, specifically for yeah. Space Hulk. And I was just like, this is amazing. And that, that really that really got me into the hobby in a more of a big way. Um, yeah. And so, and then from a, a Warhammer point of view, there was a box set and it was called Skeleton Army. And I remember I'd go into game shops and it was like a box of loads of like, they used to sell them individually. I could buy the chariots or the cavalry or the skeleton separately. Well, there's a box of all of it in and it was like, yeah, mega money, but not really. But, and it was like the skeleton army and it had the pictures, all the, I think it's a John Blanche yeah. of all the skeletons. And I always wanted it. And um, I had to save my pocket money and buy the bits that come in the box individually. It worked out more money, but I got it early. I got to do it in bits. And I've still got yeah. the army, actually, and it's dry brushed, goblin green bases. And I still own it. It's a little, little green pot. I love a goblin. <laughs> and, it's, and it hang on with the banners. I used to buy the banners on, on, on stickers. Yeah. And you'd stick the banner, the banner over, fold it in just half, as, just like just as like a little bit like off because you're talking about the skeleton stuff. Have you seen that at the moment? There's loads of people on Twitter, um, and they're doing fifth edition Warhammer armors, and they're just like <laughs> they're trying to collect. They're collecting fifth edition Warhammer armors, and they're oh, doing wow. armors, um, and it's yeah. like a whole thing that they're doing. Like get a fifth edition Warhammer book, um, you know, and they're trying to get it all uh, and play like like Johnny and uh, Rob Noise oh, and really? stuff like that are all doing it. That's a cool oh. idea. And they, you're buying it, but that's a cool idea. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I, I wish I could have like that Dark Elves army that I had back in the day with like Beast Lord Rakarth. I mean, I've got a Beast Lord Rakarth here, like brand new in box still. Um, that I one day I'll eBay. But like you know, when back when that, that when the you know the the Witch Elf came out and it was like the come at me Witch Elf, mm -hmm. you know, then that Wood Elf book with Durfee with the, like the extraordinary long arm that was like. Um, and the the different the different aspects on the dryads that was like you know I did I did go down the the wood elf hole a little bit with that because I love that um, those models and yeah. that. I've got a couple of them but that was um, I think like the first um, I remember the first white dwarf that I bought that wasn't my brother's because uh, my brother's older than me so he had the first white dwarf had a it was black with a deathwing terminator on front of it. And it had a okay. description about all the weapons and how they worked and how a power fist could break a house. And it had a with, with one punch. And then it had like a, a build your own building where it had like the card tiles oh. and they had a picture and they had a little like robber on the top, like hidden yeah. in the photo. And I remember seeing that and going, and that was really, it's like a little Easter egg in the picture. That was really cool. It's like one of the ninjas. I think yeah. it's one of the ninja models from like the 1980s. Mm -hmm. And then um, the first one I owned was, uh, it had the black undead cover. So it was the necromancer. It was a, it wasn't Mark yeah. Gibbons, because there was, but it was, um, it might be Wayne. I, know I don't you know, mean. but it was a, is it, was this it, is a cover. What was the back colour of it? Was it purple black, or the it's back black. of it? Uh, the back is it black? No, it's black. It's all black. So what am I thinking? Uh, the purple is. The I know black. the one you mean. The one which is like the necromancer yeah. and is like close yeah, yeah, billowing yeah. out, and he's got like. I've yeah. got it. I've got it up there. Like it's in, yeah. 
Oh no, it's in the other room. Uh, but I've got it. Yeah. But um, yeah, so I've got so it's black. Um, and it's the undead. I mean, the back might be purple. I don't know. Can't remember off the top of my head. Yeah, I just wondered. Like that's. Um, I think we have this conversation every time this book comes up. Yeah, but the white the the white dwarf had the four phoenix lords in it. Uh, so four. It uh, had four of them. Morg- yeah. So Morgan Ra and those four, four, and four. those metals, or whatever. How many? There's there more are. than four. What It'd be Jane's are um, Azure Man. Yeah, but More they only released four new models, did they, at that time? Or Fugan? I don't know. It might have been. Like, I, I know think... that there's more than four. Yeah, but, but there was there was a release been. of them, and I, I thought it, it was would have been whatever. It would have been yeah. It'd have been Azure and um, Azure Man, uh, Jane's are Morgan Rab, Horandrus, probably. I thought it was definitely the Swooping Hawk guy was in there. Baroff was. Yeah, yeah, so he was definitely in there. But I anyway, there was four or five. Yeah, Phoenix Lords. I don't do Elder Forty K, whatever. In there's that, more, and the that. undead. Yeah. Whatever, it's fine. Whatever yeah. they release some metal just, models. I'm going to correct know. you every time. I'll be like, "Well, actually, there's Thank more." Of that. I feel fine. fine that in that. I rem- I remember the four the the skull dude, the the, 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 yeah. the which shows Morgan Ra, the Jane Sar, which is like the Banshee one. I remember the yeah, Sleeping yeah. Hawk, Fugin yeah. and the Striking Scorpion Carandrus. I don't know. They might have been one. They might have been in there. Probably. I didn't care about them. It's probably that's why they don't stick in my brain. How can you so, not care about the Phoenix Lords? Because I don't. Like, I like the model. I like the Reaper guy. He was cool. They're not. They're not. Yeah, because it's the got fucking skulls on it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's like, <laughs> like shock horror. Skulls on the front. Rush likes dead skulls. Stuff. Yeah, like well, dead stuff. Yeah, like I like undead. We're like, oh, God, okay. We're completely off tangent. Like, this, if you're if you've tuned in for Age of Sigma content, <laughs> but you know, the, and it, it, do you know what I think it comes down to? Jason and the Argonauts. I was going to cite that. Yeah. But like that that was a pretty scary thing when I watched that bit of that film. It doesn't go oh, away. Stop motion skeletons. I was like, what on earth is this? It's freaky as hell. Yeah. And like I was more of a Clash of the Titans guy than Jason the Argonauts. Mm-hmm. No, I watched it. I watched it with my dad. I can remember that. I think it was it was Jason with the stop motion with the, it was the teeth. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, it was. And they lit yeah. and the, the, the skeletons were, were like probably just yeah. about legally distinct from those skeletons. Yeah. Just yeah. Just a touch. Uh and I think like those sort of things, when you're a kid, is when you're quite impressionable. Those things stick in your brain, don't they? And they kind yeah, of affect what you're into. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I do like the bag baddies, you know. I say, but it is the question was, what made you fall in love with a hobby? So I think it's probably. Oh wow! Well, yeah. So so every bad night. <laughs> but but Dead I remember that makes us fall in love with the hobby that white dwarf oh, stop it that white dwarf I think <laughs> I read it so many times in like you know yeah. just just and it was like because it was mine it was the first one that was yeah. mine I wasn't borrowing so my brother's to, one it was actually mine so you had to tape the spine back together and stuff nah. I, uh, no my, my first white dwarf I read that many times I had to tape it back together on the spine. I had mas- masking tape down the back of my Aldar codex the first ever Aldar codex um, with the um, the Die of such on the front because I'd read it, I'd take it everywhere with me, I'd take it to bed, it would be like I'd just yep. carry it around with me and Under I'd buy another one, like because it would just be like back in the day when you were just so in love with the the, the universe that they created, which is really yeah. weird considering like every single like reference of me loving something is all 40k. Like, yet I, I play Sigmar, it's really weird, yeah. but you know, yeah, but I mean, I started on 40k really, if I think about yeah. it. I mean, I don't. I say 40k, but like I didn't I work start on start on orcs, just straight yeah. down fantasy, straight down fantasy. All it's 
I will say that the Marathi is the Broken Arms Marathi book has got me really into the background, like that Lumineff, the Lumineff background, and the Ossiarch Bone Reaper background, and stuff like that leading up to Marathi has got me really into the background so much so that I've gone back and I'm reading through the the, the army books and, and enjoying that so that's really cool it's um, starting so to feel of, it's starting to feel like like a like a real place right like so well, yeah when the, yeah. when it first came out there obviously wasn't a lot it was like very basic in and but there was a lot of words but there's very and you're like actually there's a lot more um nuances to it I really like I think Maraf Broken Realms Marathi, because I don't read a lot of background, but that really, that was really actually not, a, it wasn't a hard read. I enjoyed it, you know, and I, I wasn't. Yeah. I think it's like, from what you guys said, it's like a wiki note. So it's not like a, a, a reductive or exposition. They're not trying to needlessly set things up because they don't exist yet. That that got to be like, here's a concise version of these cool aspects. And then Les has taken that as the wiki notes and now he's doing the, the rest of it to kind of, Pad it out a little yeah, bit. I, I I just think it, they've done a really really good job, and it's got me excited about what you know. It's got me excited for the uh, the next book, so I can read the background. And it's the first time in a long time that I've been excited about a release because I've already seen that release a year ago. You know, yep. or something like that. You know, so it's it, it's really exciting to you know to to, to I'm, I'm pumped to get the background because like that's something that i don't know anything about and cool. like i even like read back three in the marathi book recently just because i was like get me like yeah get, get those creative sort of like you know like that deep like falling in love with the universe like the age of sigma world which is something that i, I don't think i did from the outset which is you know and, I'm, and this is a competitive podcast the competitive youtube channel and like, but I really love the background at the moment. I just can't, like, you know, I think that they're doing a really good job with, like... I didn't equivalent of that. I spent two hours scraping Marathi's wings, and I believe I've I've really learned to understand all of the fluff through my involvement in the background. <laughs> well, what you can do, Byron, is, like, me and Russ are going to record background on, like, videos on all I of the backgrounds. Yeah. You could just, just watch, the, like, listen to them, right? Sick. Yeah, while scraping Marathi, what could be more perfect? Yeah, literally two hours making one wing fit on the Keeper of Secrets. She's like a pretty iconic. I mean, I think like the the AF stuff as well. We talk about like iconic releases, like the Marathi Daughters sort of era and the Deepkin era. Idolon, like, yeah, those yeah. Idolon models. Good point. They're just amazing, yeah. really. They were like another level. Um, I'm still waiting for a, a Byron Deepkin army. I feel like they're just they're very new. Painted a turtle recently, didn't I? Came out quite well. Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed seeing. And they're texture based, mate. I don't like the dudes. That's the issue. I don't like their armor. I, I like. I really don't want to paint armor like that unless it's painting it a really bright color and washing it three times. I'm not particularly you can just into paint it metal and then do like a contrast over it, like and make it. Yeah, maybe that. That's where I do it. But I think kind of like OBR. I do the comparison while Russ was talking about his issues painting the OBR. I, I think it's quite a, unless you just do the fish, which I would be. Well, that's what I say. Just do the fish, right? And then the yeah, riders the don't have to be anything fancy. Yeah, I like. I love uh, Luke's. Um, I mm. like Luke's army is so problematically awesome that I can't look at Deepkin without thinking of putting different things on top of it, which is only a compliment yeah. to, to that army, um, of course. Want more Facehammer content? Then head over to YouTube and check out Facehammer TV. We've got lots more videos on there and lots more Warhammer Age of Sigmar content. So if you want to see some of the painting that we've done, make sure you go over and check it out. 
you want to be part of our wider community, then we've got a Discord server for like-minded people who love AOS. The link to our Discord is in our profile on Twitter. It's also on our website and on our YouTube page. So make sure you click there and join the community to get involved. I have a question for you guys. So if you okay. were given a weekend and a month to do any army, what would you pick and why? So it doesn't have to be a recent one, just like... Hobbit, like Christmas is all about like new beginnings next year, new year, new army, buying stuff in January or preparing it over Christmas. What if you were given a weekend to get an army out there, it had been assembled? That's the precursor to that one, or a month to do as an army as a whole. What would you pick for either of those? Oh, I, I don't think I'd get an army done in the weekend. I think I'd try my hardest, but I don't think I could do it. Creep your pants, yeah. Russ. <laughs> I, just uh, think, I, just, I just don't think I'd be able to do it. Weekend would be. But, I don't have to build it, you said. Yes, you don't have to build it. Oh, and you could have built Sons it to from that. Uh, Solid. I think a weekend, like, you could do a Sons of Bear mat, or I'd say Beast Claw. I mean, the reason I wouldn't say Beast Claw is I already have a Beast Claw army, but mm-hmm. if I yeah, if I didn't that. have a Beast Claw army or a Flesh Eaters army, I've got that as well. If one of those two armies, I think it's a perfect speed paint over a weekend project. Nail it. You can have a long weekend. It starts after work on Friday. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But I mean, if they're all built, easily get the whole yeah. army done, start to finish over the weekend. Yeah. That on Nurgle's a good prospect, I guess. Does it change it's it from Nurgle's? Can, can you not. What about like. Cameron Overlords. Okay. And I'd, do the, I'd spray the metallic and I'd dry brush them and then I'd do controlled uh, contrast on Yeah, that looks like. Have like red yeah. holes or something. What about if you had a month? Rassy Poo? I don't know. Like right now. Um, a month's not enough time for me to do something like my slaves army and stuff. It's not. It just takes you to take longer than that. Um, the deep kin. I kind of. I kind of. I'm in an R in about that now, and I don't know if I want yeah. to spend the time on that. Um, the giants. I think would be a nicer weekend project. Um, I own a lot of armies. That's the problem. Like it's not like if I have if I wanted to do it, I probably would have already done it. I mean, Iron Jaws maybe would be the other one. Because I've got Iron Jaws and I haven't done them, so maybe I'd say Iron Jaws then. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like what I'm trying to think what I would like want to play with and want to paint in a month, and I'm thinking, yeah, probably Iron Jaws actually, because I think I'd enjoy playing with them more. Yeah, you've got Nurgle as well, which is the other one. Yeah, but um, I've already got that to a high level, so it's not going to be for me. It's like a month more, so that's the problem I've got. Is a lot of the armies that I'd love to do, I've already done it. I've already shot my load in a, in a, yeah. in a sense. And you have to, um, you have to match I, I kind of like the idea of like a Zinch one, maybe, but I just think that yeah. like all of the bits that would be cool in a Zinch army would take longer than a month. It's cool you know, until you get just... to the horrors because you go to. Well, I mean, yeah, the horrors would be fun. Oh, man. You just want sangle. No, but it's not because you go. You go, I want to do a Zinch army and I'm going to do demons. So then you immediately put two units of Zinch, two units of Horrors in, right? That's just yeah, 90 hun- models. It's more than that, it's 100. It's 50 models yeah. per unit. So as soon as you put two units of 10 min battle line in, that's 100 models. So yeah. as cool, as quick as it is, that's 100 more it's models not- than I want to paint. Um, yeah, that's fair. And, most of us are considering armies that are less than a hundred. <laughs> and like, I'm like, no, nah, I'm done straight away. And like, and to be, I think to be competitive with Zinch, you you kind of have to take pink horrors, right? I mean, you yeah, you, or yeah. or or have a good summoning pool, which is again. But then, what you're going to summon? Probably pink horrors, right? Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's, and it's like I just really don't like that. I don't like the way I they do. play. 
I, I quite like a Sylvaneth army again, but again, that's it's just a shit I've already had. That's a good I show. really like to do a Sylvaneth army. I think a Sylvaneth army, because you could get all pick a solid, the pick a super solid. Oh, you, you said like, someone else builds it? Yeah. yeah. That's a weekend army for me, Sylvaneth. Yeah, yeah. It's built. Yeah. yeah. And I'd enjoy you just that. contrast that? Like, autumn, contrast based autumn Sylvaneth, winter, right? pick a solid Air, basing scheme. contrast and OSL. Yeah, nice yeah, basing yeah. done. Yeah. Yeah. Do like, you know, power weapons, style weapons. Like, yeah, for sure. And I think... That'd be, and they'd look cool as well. I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. a really good. Sylvanus one of those arms again. That's like good the so fucking cool. Evil but, elves in woods done. But like, I just, I've, I've, I owned everything, didn't I? So I, I'm not sure I can, you know. Maybe that's maybe, maybe, it'd be, maybe it'd be easier this time doing it for a second time. If you were just like, screw it, I'm gonna do this in a way that if I ever want to have the army, I can get an entire unit done the weekend. Have you ever cleaned up dryads? This is the thing. Yes. Like if you but said it's, assemb- yeah. it's, it's assembly, said assembly free, I'm like, okay, I'm in. Yeah. I'm done with that. I'm yeah. in, yeah. It does show the results a bit, you know. I've got you uh, said of a dirty, I'm in. I've got a load of scraped and painted, but not with too thick paint dryers if you ever want them. I've literally got like eighty, I think. Yeah, no, I do like I like a sort of We could have forty each and that's enough for an army. It is these days. What are you what about you, Byron? Um well I'm going to try and do corn in 24 hours because the weekend's too easy mate um it's gonna be really hard but i'm gonna try and do Are an entire do in a whole 24 hour period yeah yeah well i mean well, in as in, penny... like, you're gonna stay up for 24 hours and paint it is that what i meant like yeah yeah in for penny in for pound. pound yeah so like that. you're you know, gonna I'm wear just... tinsel the whole time maybe maybe for warmth i think i think actually this is this is performance enhancing because it's really cold in my painting corner i've actually got a little radiator here that my hand keeps touching like my painting corner is the coldest bit of the house so i think wrapping myself in tinsel would only aid me and and keep my my limbs limber for ultimate control um but i yeah i'm i'm gonna try and do that so i have to kind of say that for 24 hours uh fact would be that if i was picking it for me that could definitely i try and do that and something clever with uh, i wouldn't want to i do it like the medium guys heavy so like minimum amount of ghouls or whatever it is mm. and then have two monsters or three monsters as in terror geists yeah. or zombie dragons and then a, f- a few of the night sized dudes i try that out um trogots no one's mentioned i think that would mm. be an interesting army they're fucking wicked yeah. And you, you can pick any color. That's that's the like you want to yeah. get inspiration from Brazilian tree frogs, mate. Do it. That's fine. You want to do them like all drab. That's fine. Anything of work with those. Um, squig army. Before, I was about right, to say well. squig army. Yeah, in fact, I mean, yeah. In fact, seraphon army because you don't have to build them. No, yeah, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But yeah, they they wash nicely. So yeah, I'm I'm gonna try and do corn in 24 hours. If I was picking an army project from Friday to Sunday evening for me, it would be feck. And for a month, I don't quite know, actually. Um, something I'd like to do something armoured to a high level using 40k and historical techniques. So, like, Les has yeah, already okay. said KO, but, like, let's say you, you sprayed all of your KO with, like, a mid-brown and then you airbrushed orangey, rusty bits on them. Yeah. And then you put chip in medium over the entire thing. And then you chipped, like, imagine getting to chip five boats. That's heaven. Yeah. Um, I, um, I really like the idea of, like, a grim, dark, realistic KO army. So, like, with rust streaks and chipping on the like, the ironclad and the army with, like, with glossy grease yeah. coming off all of the armor. And, like, you know. Oh, they're wicked, like, dude. With, this is like, my literally, OSR red eyes. Literally what I was going to do. <laughs> this my, yeah. That's, yeah, they were brown for that reason, weren't they? Like, uh, streaky yeah. grime and stuff like that. Because well, I was going to go back and reimagine it. But, yeah, it's, it's yeah. 
that's literally what I was going to do my KO as. But I think the problem I have with KO is I just I just don't enjoy shooting people. Yeah, no. yeah. You could, I guess, you could do combat bubbles, but you'd it's too, better armies. It's too to much like John Wick. <laughs> <laughs> just headshotting everyone with drill cannons. All those headshots. Yeah. So yeah, I'll pick. I'll pick. Um, I'm doing corn twenty four hours, forty eight hours. I do feck and in a month i think like the super the super weathered ko or a progressive dry brush and like metallic dry brush and then put a filter over it uh chaos army of some description mm. so like i'd start with start from black um all dry brush uh go with the dark metal lighter metal very lightest metal maybe even with white in it like russ was talking about recently and then um Put a put a red over just like you were with the panels. There's so kind of a mix of the two. Yeah. Put the like red wash the recesses and keep the rest silver, and then the recesses like glossy red or something. I think that could look cool. Or you could go super funky, do it all silver, wash the recesses red, and then wash the raised bits um, gold and make like hot yeah. rod corn super fast. You yeah. could wash them with um. You uh, could do. If you imagine like the the new Slanesh, um, the mods they've released, the Myrmidon, imagine doing that, like dry brushing them out for all those colors and then just sort of filtering it into the purple and the pinks and like Pretty the blues well. on the armor, like, you know. That would look cooler. So, yeah. So, I, I, I basically, I'm really excited because I watched the peachy dread pageant um, video of how to. And what he does with his is that he paints more metal and then he just washes them like with, with water down contrast and tints oh. the metallics blue and purple and it's just really cool interesting i've got um i've got next to me that i've never tried out but i've seen on the youtubes a lot that is um not fixing to uh it's a liquitex um yeah yeah, liquitex acrylic ink and Mm. i've never tried these so it's an artist ink um and i've seen um marco uh marco njm he's used them to great effect over metallic has used them as well like a lot yeah um i i really i've got the de la rowney um, equivalents and I I've used the yellow and the white and they're really good um, cool. top 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 yeah. so really I'm good definitely going to give them a go so, so that's what I did by dickhead cat sorry so right so yeah, yeah. that's that's yeah. what I do for mine um, I, I think they'd look amazing that that KO army in particular on the table would look like special at an Age of Sigmar mm. tournament I've got a real like I mean it, for me like that's why I kind of want to do like a grim darky army that is like not 40k because I don't play 40k, but that sort of style, and that's best why... thing about best thing about 40k for me is the painting. Like if I'm if I'm going to take anything from 40k, it's not the models, although they're sick, but it, it's yeah. it's the it's the ideas you get to me of the, like the weathered, beaten up, battle worn. Like because I really like that kind of martial, and it goes back again. It goes back to Dark Angels, right? That kind of knightly yeah. order, that kind of stuff like that. And yeah. it's like to try and like encapsulate that and there hasn't really been a good guy army that's like that and that's why Stormcast they keep dragging me towards the light and then I go no I like death and I keep, I keep doing that could, but well, that's why I, I got out and I just sold all my Stormcast so I was like no I'm not going to do it because I'm not going to have time but. you could do some really really beaten like a campaign mm. and like walking back from a campaign trudging back Stormcast it's a bit like a crusading hell. army you know like yeah, yeah, yeah. you see like the old historical Black Templar-esque but like you know exactly and i've seen other people do it so i'm not you know i've seen yeah like i think yeah. um there's a guy is it, is it voltron on twitter and he's got like crusading um crusading oh, yeah, yeah, they've got, all got like night helmets and tabards and the yeah, yeah. And i really like the idea of that and i, I think yeah, almost yeah. like you you could almost like take some of the like 
crusading markings and have like it's a bit like it's a bit sisters of battle and gothicy but it's yeah. like, i want to do that but i want to do it in the game that i play and they're not in the game i play mm-hmm. and it's like yeah, so yeah. it's almost like because i remember like custom. when i was looking at getting into saga and i was looking at the crusading expansion you could do the crusading army and that was really cool um but yeah i mean or something but i i think at the end of the day like there's always loads of projects you want to do and they're just not enough time not enough hours in the not day enough right? hours yeah. not enough well that's why that's why i gave you guys a period of a like you've got a month from yeah magically appeared from nowhere yeah this is a month of time is that like full time is that like a month in between you get you get else? you get a month off and you don't have to do anything and i've sponsored it and you pick it up. Oh, you we can, can do this if you like, Byron. You can do it. If you, you want to pay us for a month, month, and then we can uh, <laughs> yeah. give us the models assembled and pay us. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Awkward. No. Oh. Ooh. It'd be really cheap right now because I'm not earning any money. I was, so so I, so I, I was going to make the joke that I was going to employ you at your unemployed wage. My, 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 my struggling artist I, wage. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um, that's never going to get old, the struggling artist joke, is it? <laughs> um, but I mean, yeah. Ask, ask me in person if you ever see me. <laughs> put down in the comments below what armies you would do in a weekend. Or yeah, yeah. Yes. And if you're planning to, and if you are, great. And or uh, tweet as if you're listening to this on a podcast. Yeah, yeah. If, if, you're listening to it on a podcast. Yeah. If you've like, if you come up with a good like, put it in because we might actually do it. Like at some point, I'm going to luckily have a justification for kind of murking myself for the enjoyment of others. So if someone gives me a good enough suggestion, I might approach that on AO as well as a video, like I'm doing with the corn. So. Mm. Maybe after this one, I won't try and do it in 24 hours straight. We'll see how this goes. But I think I'm going to do well. Uh, the entire video is going to be about planning. So that's the idea. So I'm going to do all... It's like Darren Watson approaching a game of Warhammer. I know it's going to be bad. Get so drunk. I'm going, do, going to do all the prep I can here to make the actual thing go as well as possible. So that's... Yeah. yeah. I think... Um... I think like the problem I have is I love the planning and like the conceptualizing, but the doing, the executing. (laughs) I get to the point I'm like, well, I'm like I can do it, and I've done. I might do a test model or something. I go, I know I. Why is it not done yet? And then I just go, but I'm on to the next thing now. It's like typical like (laughs) creative process rather than managing your own projects, but not to completion. Yeah, Yeah, someone else has got to do the work, right? That's a project manager. (laughs) I think painting an army is like riding a bike up a series of hills. So you basically, you go, you're really excited and you plan it all. And then you're at the top and you go, right, let's start. And you go down the hill and then you go, First unit. Really, really and then you go halfway up the hill and you're like, oh, this is going to really be annoying. And then you hit like a milestone. And you're like, oh, cool. I get to do this really cool unit. And then you go down a hill again. Yeah. And you just, and like, and then the last, like the, like the, at the 90% mark, you come down the hill and you're like, right. And then that last Damn, 10% it's is all hard. Good. Okay. Like three quarters of the way down oh, the hill, know. you fall off your bike and you go, that'll do. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, it's, it's that final 2% when you're like, I'm, I'm nearly finished. I should stop rushing this really because I'm going to spoil the entire project. <laughs> like, you know. I, I start liking it towards the, the, that's the unhelpful thing for me. I start liking it towards the last 10% and then I take that positive feedback and I apply it to the next thing. And then you, you hit it again. Or I get that on a unit by unit basis, I guess. Yeah, we could we could talk about motivation, but we've already been going for almost two hours, so it's not. Uh, so I think really, you should, if you got to this point in the video, it's going to be wonderful you. uploading this. Yeah, I'm going to be like, Bleh. exactly. Um, <laughs> I have to start. I have to edit it tomorrow, and then like leave it uploading for three days. Yeah, <laughs> have fun. <laughs> yeah, but you have to edit out all the 
All the buzz. Uh, Byron. Oh, I'm, off. I'm just going to put it in. It'll be fine. Oh, it's okay. Christmas. Yeah. Uh, so I think we'll we'll stop now. This is a bit of a random rambly show, but hopefully you guys enjoyed it. And um, thanks for some show. nuggets in there. <laughs> yeah. Mer- like Merry Christmas, guys. If Merry you, like, Christmas. If you're this. Like, it's a, a Christmas day, and hopefully you enjoyed the Advent thing. Let us know if you think it was worthwhile as doing it because it nearly broke me. But yeah, I think let us know what you thought um, and Merry Christmas and thanks for the you know the support. I, you probably won't see another face on a video until the new year yeah. or face on a release until the new year because we need a break like a breather. Um, but you know the support and everything. Cheers, guys. Yeah, Much appreciated. Always love the engagement. Yeah, love people it. joining the Discord. Fucking great to see you getting in there and there's some awesome stuff being discussed so I really like that yeah, yeah appreciate get in the comments below hit the bell notification all of that like enjoy your your Christmas if you're listening to this or watching it on Christmas day um, and uh, hope you get some sick toys yeah some sick models mate and just before we go on that note um, New Year's resolution do we want to do that just on the no. spot completely put you no. on the spot I can make mine super easy. I have to paint a corn army. <laughs> that, that, that's that's a cop out. I will. Um, I'm gonna do more work on my very very lengthy like romantic project, which is the weird currently beastman army. But I don't know what it's going to end up as. I think it might end up as one of or one of each of the four greater demons reimagined or heavily converted, and then as few guys as I can get away with the rest of it. So I'd like to finish that. What What about you, Russ? What do you think? So that's Byron's. What about you? Um, I think, I think being oh. John Wick. No, I mean, if I talk about a hobby, well, that would be nice. Uh, I think from mm. a hobby point of view, I would like to actually paint an army to old sort of like actual properly painted. Uh, level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what that is, I don't know. Whether that's you know Sinesh Mortals or Slaves of Darkness or whatever, Great, I'd just yeah, like yeah, to yeah, actually yeah. sit down and paint an army and finish it and be like, that's a that's not a rush to table, although it looks good. It's a, this is painted, it's a labour of love-esque, but not quite to that level, because I don't think that's doable. But, you know, like a, a, yeah. a sort of a top-end table that would compete for You'd like a, a painting, like a painting knob, compete for a prize. Well, like I'd like to have, I'd like a painting trophy, because I get painting knobs with my, a lot of my quick-to-table armies, but never win anything, obviously. Um, so it'd be nice to win a if there are events. So next year might not happen. But I just, regardless of trophies or not, I just like to paint an army that is like yeah. to show that I can paint to a nice level, and I'm happy with it, and I enjoy the process. And what, what that is, whether it's a deepkin army, a bearmat army, you know, something random like the slaves to darkness, yeah. mortal Sinesh army, whatever, you know, Marathi and snakes army, just something. I need to I need yeah. to do a project next year that's not dry brushed and thrown on the table but is done with a bit more care and attention and is something I'm proud of as from a paint job point of view I can get um, some good content on that as well follow follow your journey from yeah and what that is no idea but I'd like to actually no apply, like start a project and finish it to a level that I haven't compromised yeah. the standard is probably the way I'd phrase it perfect yeah that makes sense so, what yeah. about you Leslie Poo I'd like to finish my Luminef. Um I've I've had I've spent a lot of money on buying the project and it's it's not I'm painted ten guys and two heroes. Um so I'm giving myself a bit of a breather over the Christmas period and I'm painting the Diachasm guys because me and Russ were talking about it today. It's been really nice. 
because like essentially i get to figure out how i'm going to paint a sentinel i get to figure out how i'm going to paint a stone guard um, and i get to figure out how i'm going to do like the wizard stuff oh so you have a finished display piece at the end of it yeah, so I'm going to yeah. like figure out how I'm doing all those. Um, and once I've done those, I'd like to, I'd like to get the, the Lumina finished. I've got, I've spent like so much money on them that it would be, I'd, I'd want to get them done. I want to have the options um, because it's, uh, you know, I've, I've decided I'm going to change the basin. I'm not going to do the uh, the marble basin because of a couple of different reasons um, that are boring as hell. I won't get into. Um, but yeah, I just I'd like to finish the Lumineff. I'd like to take them, uh, play a few more. If we can play games and take them to a tournament, that would be my my thing. It'd be like Russ. It'd be nice to get them to uh, if a Warhammer World tournament opens up in April, get my Lumineff done, you know, and get them into like you know be able to compete uh, for painting with an army again because I've not won a painting trophy in, yeah. in a long time. I'm not saying that I'm expecting to win it or anything like that. It'd just be nice to be. You know, similar aims for an army. You know, I guess I've done like the super competitive thing before. It'd be nice to be able to do the competitive thing and that, and like you know, maybe you know, maybe it's something that we can all, all kind of like do together when yeah, you know, to do it and stuff like, like the good old days when we used to. Hey, this podcast started when we'd be up chatting shit, painting toy soldiers, yeah. ready for tournaments. You know? Do that. I've got um, Henry Steele wants to do an army this year. Uh, Henry get Steele Henry involved as well. So we'll get him on. We'll get him on some chats. He's asked me about we'll, that. We'll do a Discord. We'll do everyone that wants to be involved in this. New Year, New Army, New You. We'll do a Discord channel. We'll get it involved. And it'll be the me, Russ, Byron, and Henry. Because Henry's a fucking legend. And, and everyone can get involved Sexiest with voice us. in the industry as well. I could. I'd, I'd love him to read. Like, when I get, like, the next Army book, I want to, like, just get him to voice note it to me and be like, threes to hit. Wounds to wound. I can get that range too. Yeah, but you wouldn't get past. Yeah. You wouldn't get to the special rule. You'd I'd be like three to hit. You'd be done by the time you got to the bravery. Yeah, I love. I don't legend. understand. Read it again. Yeah, we could we like, get involved. This is an open invitation, Henry, as well. Like you literally live down the road. When we can play Warhammer again, we'll play Warhammer, and then you can get an army on the table, and we can uh, and do that. He'll, so whenever he'll you do something play. sick in about twenty minutes as well, if he gets know, an army on the prick. table. Um, yeah, just, but yeah, we do a Discord for the it's new year. Yeah, check out his uh, YouTube channel as well, which is called yeah, Paint Them. Yeah, yeah, wicked. Him and Andy. Uh, similar yeah, aims for all of us. I want to arrogantly say that if I get this army finished, like the, the aim with this was to do something at such a level where if I turned up at an event, it should win Best Painted. I know that's going to sound like a very ballsy statement, but if I'm going to put my heart and soul into every model as much as this one, I want to turn up and fuck the paint in a new face. What would be really, really good is that we can go to events again and then I can come second to you every time and not, not be annoyed about it at all. <laughs> so, I, think, I think what we're going to do is me and Les have to up our game so Byron goes disappointed all year. Sorry. <laughs> Just, my, I mean, my resolution is to ruin your resolution. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've done 2020. It's onwards and upwards from here. Yeah. It's like yeah. 2020 is not over yet, bro. This Just is saying. Like- this, this, this has got more saying, endings than fucking this, this podcast got more endings than Lord of the Rings yeah I'll exactly this is the I'll bit now we're going to go have a battle in the Shire which we won't yeah. cut out um, <laughs> but it's like do, do you remember that year when all the celebrities died and everyone was like this is the worst year ever and 2020 was like hold my beer hold, uh, hold my beer <laughs> so um, hope everyone's safe thank you very much for getting through this long rambly show hopefully you enjoyed it yeah. and um, thanks for all the Pip support <laughs> 
and um, yeah, we hope you hope to catch you all on events soon. Um, we are planning to run Face Hammer GT next year, world permitting. So uh, hopefully we'll yeah. see you there. And uh, thanks very much for your support. And uh, have a merry Christmas and a happy new year. Yeah, thanks, guys. Cool. Bye. To make sure you don't miss out on any more Hammer to Your Face, subscribe to us on iTunes, add our RSS feed to your reader, and follow us on Twitter at facehammer underscore. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you'd like to give us some feedback, we'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening.